Welcome into the Daily BS. My name is Seth. Across the way from me is Zachary. This is the Wednesday edition of the show. Maybe one of the last editions of the show before we actually drop in some live video on you. Kind of working those don't kinks out. people if you're not going to do it. <laughs> I just don't want them to see my face and run for the hills, Neurotic. you know. The best thing we got going for us right now is that they can't see us. That's the best thing we got going for us. Um, we're going to change that soon, though. So, on today's shows, we've got some... Uh, Interesting stories, some stuff that happened to me recently, actually on my birthday. Um, and then we got some grocery story, expensive stuff coming. Um, maybe some Women's Health Wednesday, maybe a little bit later on. But first, man, I've got a story I got to tell you about. Okay. Um, some stuff that happened to me last night, and I want to run it by you, get your thoughts on things. Let me know, if, maybe not if I handled it right or wrong, but also just your thoughts on how this situation goes down. I could probably handle it perfectly. I really like how often you're in a scenario where you have to ask me if you handled the situation right or wrong. <laughs> well, I don't know why I keep asking because I could handle it perfectly and you would still be like, no, nah, you did that wrong. I'll do, you got to do it the other way. I'm pretty sure I've given you credit when credit's due. Bull, you told me I'm cooler than Evansville and that was the nicest thing you've ever said to me on the show. Mm-hmm. And then when I try to compliment you, say, no, 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 you're not cool. You're just cooler than Evansville. Yeah, I forget the spectrum, but it was. It's, it's easy to remember the one compliment you get. Mm-hmm. It means a lot to me. Um, and it was almost on my birthday, which is a double whammy. And then I forgot to tell you happy birthday. Yeah, there was that. The guy, I mean, I did work all day. You literally saw me before my birthday and the day after my birthday, but yeah. just managed to forget on the actual birthday. Worked a 12-hour day in that <laughs> in-between. With a potentially broken ankle and potentially, wrist, you. Potentially. Um, side note to broken stuff. What are you going to figure out when your stuff's broken or not? You keep, you keep kind of breaking things, but we never know if everything's actually broken. Tomorrow is the day. This is the day. All right. Um, so last night or yesterday after afternoon, I'll start the story and say that, uh, you celebrated your birthday. It was my birthday. I was not doing a celebrating. I was just working like normal. My roommate who also shares the same birthday really wanted to go to the Imagine Dragons concert in Nashville last night. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, we looked at getting tickets and I was going to try and get off work, but the tickets were going to be like uh, some 150 cheap, yeah, because yeah, it's a Bridgestone, so it's more expensive. And So uh, we kind of put that, that dream to bed, and I was just planning on working. And at about 4 o'clock, a friend of mine posted on Facebook that she had won some tickets to Imagine Dragons, but she can't go. Uh, and so I immediately messaged her and said, hey, how much do you want for the tickets? And kind of worked that deal out with her to buy the tickets for my roommate. Um, and then I, I, I even told her, I said, Hey, look, I'm, I'm probably personally not going to be able to go. I'm going to try and get someone to cover my shift, but it's four o'clock and I probably can't do that. Um, so I got these tickets from my roommate and then we have a mutual friend, my roommate and I do that, uh, is actually a girl that I have hung out with a couple of times that I've actually been intimate with. Um, and then met my roommate one of the times we were all hanging out, uh, and they like became pretty good platonic friends. Obviously, they were not wanting to do anything else because it would have weird with me and her, but the fact that uh, they hung out and stuff and became friends, and they've actually hung out a you know, time where they went and got Mexican dinner, I think, with the movie together. Like They're pretty cool friends. They get along. Um, they both wanted more friends, and it worked out. So I called her and said, hey, if I get these tickets for David, will you um, we go with him to the show? It's free for you. I just want, I want someone to go with David on, on his birthday. Um, and so she's like, absolutely, would love to do blah, blah, blah. So I get the tickets and go get them. Uh, asked, I asked to get up work when none of my workers would cover for me. And you know that one of my biggest things is people calling out of work last minute. So yeah. I can't do that. When yeah. So I just went and got the tickets um, and got them to my roommate and his uh, my, and our friend. And we'll just call our friend Erica because I'm going to have to say her name a lot. Erica. And they get back and um, get on the tickets and they're going, they're going to the show and I'm going off to work. 
The tickets, by the way, I thought were just normal tickets, and they were they were lower level, really good tickets. So nice. that really stunk for me not getting to go. But yeah, good for them. Um, and so you're such a selfish person. We get there. I bought him tickets for his birthday. The whole point of this is not being selfish. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to go down your rabbit hole right now. You don't have to mention it. You don't have to talk about how they were good tickets. <laughs> no, I do want to talk about it because like that would have been really really cool to go see. Yeah, but you have to mention that for you it sucks. Yeah, well, it does suck. I didn't get to go. It doesn't mean I'm selfish because I didn't you're get an to go. Imagine Dragons fan. I do like Imagine Dragons. I think they're pretty talented. I'm not as big a fan as the opening artist, but the, yeah, I thought they were pretty talented, man. Um, Anyways. Anywho, so I get to um, work, and I'm doing work, and then about, at about 10.30, David texts me and says, Eric is making a scene, and that's all he says. And I'm still working, and so I don't, I don't necessarily respond. And then he calls me twice, and I'm still working. I don't respond. So then I text him back and say, hey, I'm still hosting, working. What's going on? And he said, Eric's making a scene. The cops are involved. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> so trivia was oh, finally um, trivia was finally ending at this point. So I got off the phone. I mean, I'm sorry. I got done with trivia, and I got stepped away, and I, I called him. And I was like, hey, man, what's going on? Why are the cops involved? Get her away from the cops. And he said that she's belligerently drunk walking out of this place. Um, and cops came over to help her because she was, again, belligerently almost incoherent. And she started shouting at the cops very negative things um, and basically telling them they're, they're not going to arrest her. She's like all these kind of things was like walking up to cops and putting their finger, her finger right in her face and flipping them off their face and then would hold her hands out as if she's going to try and get um, – they're going to arrest her. Uh, and then – like uh, David was trying to like calm her down, and and the cops were luckily the cops were being pretty cool about it. They were like, "She's just drunk or whatever. You got you need to get her home and blah blah blah." And she, he, one of the cops was like, "Hey, is is this your friend? Can you get home safe or whatever?" And then uh, Erica walks like kind of turns, look at the cop, and gets in his face and goes, "Fuck you!" To his face, like bad, bad, bad. And I think I think nine times out of ten, you go to jail at that point. Um, for some reason, these cops are really cool about it. And uh, they took all David's information. It, it, all is of Erica, a pretty lady. Um, she wasn't last night. No, well, I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, I, I often wonder. Like, do sometimes people get a pass? If I think, and I, I think there was also no physical harm to them because Erica's probably 95 pounds, 100 pounds. But I, if this is, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, if it, this is you doing it to a cop, does the same reaction? Happen? I think talking shit to a cop that feel a little bit threatened or like I'm going to check a swing or something at them. Yeah, I think they would or hurt someone else or something. Yeah, but I think they know she's harmless. Interesting. Okay. Side yeah. Side. No, I, I, but I would agree on the whole free pass thing. That, that's. I did to, see a guy who got a free pass from a cop in a video. There's a viral video going around where a cop just ignores a guy being very really? in a woman's face. But anyways. Continue. Okay. Cool. Um. So anyways, we he says that, and I'm on the phone with him at this point, and he's telling me he's giving me a play by play. I'm in Murfreesboro, so I'm at least an hour away they're not even they're not even down uh, they're still getting out of uh the show at this point trying to get out um and he's like what i do and i was like dude you just need to get her to cab and you just get her home or get her an uber and get her home or get her an uber and get back to y'all's car which was parked downtown over by the y and then get her home that way i was like you just get her away from the cops for starters like that's you don't need that to be involved at all um and so he said all right, all right, all right i'll do that i'll do that so then he gets in it gets a hang up um gets in an uber and he texts me and says what if she throws up in the Uber? And I was like, nah, it's probably not going to happen because I've seen her really drunk before and she didn't throw up in the Uber. Um, and about 20 minutes later, <laughs> he texts me 
uh, threw up in the Uber. <laughs> all over the Uber. All over. From He said from his, both his elbows down, was covered in vomit. Oh, my God. It was all over the Uber and everywhere. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, and he said she is belligerently drunk, mad, mean, vomiting all over the place. And, like, shouting shit. Like, like uncontrollably. Um, he told me later in the evening something I left out of the story, but I honestly found it out later. He told me l- later in the evening when he was looking back on the night that they wheelchaired her from leaving the arena to where the Uber is picking her up because that's how drunk she was. They actually put wow. her in a wheelchair. Um, and I didn't know that part initially. That's when I was saying, but get her in an Uber and saying, like he had mentioned, like taking her to the hospital. I was like, no, you don't need to take her to the hospital. I mean, people get really, really drunk and nine times out of 10, they're not that bad. Um, I didn't know she was getting wheelchaired from the place because I had also heard that she was flipping off cops. So like that, those two don't really go hand in hand, but I guess that was a timeline thing. So anyway, so, <clears throat> so they get back. So he's like, Hey man, I'm just gonna take this Uber straight back to my house, uh, to our house. And, uh, cause she's already vomiting. Just get it over and be done with it. I'm not even gonna get my car. We'll get it later. I was like, okay, cool. Calls me about 20 minutes later. Hey man, I just got to the house. My keys are at my car. So we don't have, we can't get in the home. How far away are you? And I'm like, dude, I'm still in Murfreesboro. Has to stay in the Uber. I, actually, it was a cab, whatever cab. Had to stay in the cab and keep getting billed while everything smells like vomit back downtown uh, to get to his car. And I was on the phone with him for some of this ride. Legit, I could hear the cab driver starting to dry heave in the back of the car. And the drive heaver's going, I'm getting sick. I'm getting sick. And David's like, just okay, pull over, pull over. And he's like, I'm starting to get sick. I'm starting to get sick because of the smell. Like um, you could hear it at an accent or whatever. And so the cab driver started to get sick. Um, I think uh, Erica was continuing to vomit a little bit um, at that Good point. Good God, yeah. man. So, so. That is a lot of alcohol. Yeah. Anyways, okay. It, it continues. Uh, so, and this, keep in mind, this is all before I've been involved. Yeah. I'm still in Murfreesboro. Um, and I. He says that, and then he's like, all right, I got it in my car. Um, I, he's like, I just gave the cab driver my shirt. My shirt was covered in vomit, and the cab driver said, do you want to keep your shirt? And he's like, no, just throw it away with everything. And so the cab driver just took his shirt, because it was, it was, David was pretty much covered in vomit. And um, so she, um, they get back to our house. <clears throat> and David said she makes it about into our foyer, which is right in our back door, at, still vomiting, like vomit was on our deck and all kinds of stuff, gets in the, the foyer and just hits the ground and won't move. Um, and when you try and touch her, help her, like she shouts mean, aggressive things at you. Uh, and um, David called me. I was like, hey, man, I don't know what to do. I was, like, I was like, he's like, I don't even, like, honestly, I don't know her that well. I was like, I don't know, I don't know what to do with this person. And I was like, all right, dude, I'm on my way home. Just if you can get her to a bed, that'd be great. If you need to let her lay on the floor, that'd be great. And he's like, she keeps saying she's got to pee, but I can't get her up to the bathroom. But I was like, don't worry about peeing. Just let her lay there and like sober up, if you will. Um, so I get home. And I, I talked to you on the way home. And I told you there's a situation of brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, I get home knowing that he had got her to the bed. I thought the evening was over. I thought, all right, she's in bed now. I'm going to get home. Probably going to, um, probably going to, uh, like just check on her a little bit and, 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 you know, maybe get her a wet towel and dry her head off. So I'm like, just make sure she's okay. Like she's already in bed now. The, the evening should be over. Um, I walk in, David's on our couch asleep and he's got to get up in like four hours. So I said, Hey man, go to bed. I got it from here. And he's like, he's like, mm, I think maybe you should, I think maybe you should check on her first. <laughs> mm, I don't think you understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, um, 
That's mm-hmm. basically that's basically what's happening. Um, and so I was like, all right, dude, I'll go look at her. Now, now keep in mind, I know Erica decently well. I've known her for about a year or so. So we've been into, intimate. We've hung out quite a few times. Like we're, I would consider us decently good friends. Um, and so I walk in there, and uh, she's uh, kind of curled up on the bed, just in like uh, the fetal position. There's vomit on the bed. There's vomit on the floor. There's vomit almost everywhere. David said he's already been cleaning up vomit. <laughs> Um, and so luckily we have a hardwood floor, so it makes it easier to clean up, but, um, yeah. And so I, uh, and she looks, um, she looks rough, man. She looks really, really rough. I mean, like she's in the little fetal position and I would try and, I would try and get her arm and like kind of, kind of open her up to maybe lay her back on the pillow just to like relax and put the, the, the wet towel on her forehead and stuff like that. And like anytime you would move her, she would like go into these convulsion shaking things, um, and then I was like, okay, fine, just stay. You know, I, I, we tried. She would refuse entirely to drink any water um, with David. And then when I got there with me and going, she would refuse. She would honestly like yell at you. And so I was like, okay, just lay here for a little while, and we'll figure it out. So <clears throat> come back out, talk to David for a little while, find out what more happened. In the story found out she only had four drinks that we that we that we know of. Um, and I was like, did she get out of your vision at any point? Did she run to the bathroom? Did she do something? Did something happen? And he's like, no, we stayed together the entire night at the show. And and she came straight from work, just she wasn't drinking beforehand. So and he's like, I don't understand how this could possibly happen. And they had four drinks, and at, and at the show they had nachos and hot dogs. So she had food in her. Um, unfortunately, that food ended up on my floor all over the place. But um, so I get in here, talk to Dave a little a little bit more, and then I was like, okay, man, I'm I'm gonna go back in there, and I'm gonna try and get her. I'm kind of trying to be a little forceful to get her drinking some water. Trying to be like Papa Bear, and say, and I know you don't want to roll over, and you don't want to do, you don't want to do that because it makes you feel nauseous and sick, whatever, but I'm going to make you drink this water. You need some water. And she's been dry at this point. She's been dry heaving for about an hour. And so I was like, you need something in your body. Um, uh, anything would be great, but like this water is what we're going to go for. And David's okay. Well, um, he's like, I've got to go to bed at this point. It's probably two 15, two o'clock. And David's got to get up at six to go to work and work all day. And he'd also been drinking, having a good night too. It was his birthday. So I'm like, he, he needed to go to sleep. And I was like, dude, go to bed. I got this, man. You have nothing more you can do for her. You are amazing. You got her home safe. That's all you can do in this situation. In my, in my opinion, uh, is, is make sure your person, your friend gets home safe and as healthy as possible and, and get them in a safe bed and a safe environment. Let no one take advantage or rob them or do anything. And so I said, you did everything you could have done, man. You did a great job. So just going to bed. I'll take it from here. So I come downstairs and this is where the story, I think to me, takes a new level. That's a long story, I know. But this is where I, it, it turned a corner for me. Because up until this point, it had been very, you just get too drunk and you kind of make a fool of yourself. We've and, all been there. And we, we've all been there, some more than others. Uh, but at least two or three times I know in my life that I've gotten blackout drunk and been bobbing and un, kind of uncontrollably and, and not showing the best light of myself. I was never rude to anyone or mean, but I uh, was vomiting on their shit and had to be like helped yeah. carried around. And I think I vomited in a cab in Denver once. I mean, it's not a, it's it happens, and that's what I thought was happening at this point. And and David does he's not as alcoholic as much as I was when I was younger, so he just hadn't been around it. So I was like, man, go to bed, it's fine, and blah blah. So I come downstairs, and this is why I think, like I said, it turns. I come downstairs and I say, hey, uh, Erica, again, she's still in the same exact position, hasn't moved. Um, has vomited a little bit more on the bed, but like not a whole vomit. It's just kind of like little chunks coming out. But so, anyways, I was like, "Hey, Erica, uh, it's Seth. I, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pull you back when I make you drink some water. Like you gotta drink some water. No, you don't want to. I know you're gonna feel a little nauseous, but I'm right here. And if you throw up, it's okay. But you're not going to. You just you've thrown up everything in your stomach. All you gotta do is drink water. Now, I promise you, you're gonna be okay. Let me just do this. 
And uh, so I kind of like pull her back, like her on her shoulder a little bit, and uh, she it's like starts ripping away and just like shouting, and starts shouting incoherent stuff like "You had more drinks than I did," and there were three other girls before you, and there were this and this, and it was just very, it was very unusual. I've never seen anything sober or drunk like that in anyone. It made me. It was just very. So I like I like sat back and I was like, "Wow, what are you talking about, like this, Sydney? This is Seth. I know you're drunk. This is Seth. That's okay." Um, oh yeah, this is okay, but you, uh, you got to drink a little bit of water. It's all okay. I'm sorry. You're fine. You're safe in our bed. David's here. Uh, you just need drink a little bit of water. And then she literally leans up in the bed and starts shouting incoherent nonsense, eyes wide open, staring straight at me, shouting stuff that like sometimes sentences and words that didn't even go together. Like it was, it was, it was. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Like I, I was literally standing there, like uncomfortable. Like I froze because I didn't know how to handle. Because I mean, keep, she had been laying there non, like she basically got the demons in her at this point, unconscious, <laughs> could not even barely open her eyes, and then rolls over, leans up in the bed, stares me dead into my soul, and starts <laughs> shouting shit at me. Did you uh, call an exorcist at that? <laughs> I wanted to. <laughs> uh, so uh, I started saying. Okay, you're awake. The take power the, of Christ. Take the water. <laughs> <laughs> throwing the water at her. Throwing <laughs> holy water at her. Deer Park, a.k.a. holy water. So throwing that at her, trying to get get her to drink some of it. And uh, so I literally, she was standing up and, and doing that all. And I was like, take the water. And she was like, no, I'm not faking taking your fucking water. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and I just kind of like had the ball, hand out toward her. <laughs> and she grabbed the bottle of water, squeezed it. It was open. Squeezed it around and slung it around the room. And so water went everywhere and then threw the bottle at me. And I was just like, all right, that's it. Uh, I'm going to call your family. I'm going to get you out of my house. I'm not going to deal with this anymore. You're, you're sober enough to, to, to deal with this kind of nonsense and do all this kind of nonsense. I, you you got to get out of my house. I don't feel comfortable being here anymore. And so then she like, she's like, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. And then lays down on the bed and goes back to a little fetal position. Uh, and so then I gave it a few seconds, let her calm down. Um, then I came in here, got her phone. Her phone was in here. And uh, unfortunately, her phone had a, a passcode on it. And I... Um, went in her room. Did the, I tried to do the thumb thing with my phone, with her her thumb, because I was going to call a family member and say, "Hey, you you need to come handle the situation." I was going to try and take care of her, but this is too far. Um, uh, it's either that or take her to the hospital, and that's just going to cost her a lot of money, be a long night for everybody. So uh, I know she's got a sister who's like twenty three, twenty four. I don't know have her number, but I was like, "Well, just get me if I'm getting her phone, I'll call her sister and say, "Hey, you need to come get your sister." This is it's a bit much, um, and. But I couldn't get the phone thing. It was on the thing where, I guess, it had been done too many times. It had that actual code in it. So I kept trying to say, I was like, hey, Sydney, can I, can, can I have your, can I have your, uh, can I have your code, your, your number really quick? Can I just, can I have it? Can I just put it in there and try to be real soft and gentle? I knew she was very on edge. And then she just kept shouting, singing, saying no. And then she like turned and leaned over and started shouting, get off of me. Get off, like, like a sexual thing. Get off of me. And that's when I just said, that's it. I'm done with you. I went upstairs. I got David. I came. I said, "Hey, man, I need you to come downstairs, and we need to evaluate the situation because now she is projecting that I'm somehow doing sexual things to her, and and I, I'm not okay with that because then tomorrow, if she has a slight memory of her shouting, get off of me, then who knows what she's going to think is happening, and I've saw a different side of this person that I've never seen in my entire life. I've, I've or anyone really, honestly, in my entire life, and I don't think that. I, I just did not feel comfortable with the way Erica was at, was acting. I just I, I didn't do it. So David, who was already in bed, got his clothes back on and came downstairs. And he was like, "Okay, well, we're gonna take her to the hospital. What are we gonna do?" 
Um, and I said, we need to get her phone password. We need to get her, we need to get her code to get her phone open. That's what we need to do. Maybe you can talk her into it. So um, we tried for like a legit, probably 30 more minutes. We'd give her a few minutes and we'd say, hey, can we do this? Can do this? And she would literally be going, shout out very aggressive, vulgar things. And then we was like, all right, okay, so, uh, so Erica, so what's the, what's the number? What's the number? Is it, I know you said it started with a five. What's the next number? And she would do really bizarre things where she'd go like, five, four, three, 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 or like she literally leaned up one time and went one, two, using her hand, counting out the numbers instead of giving us her passcode. And I was like, in my head, I was like, this bitch is fucking with us. Like she is obviously drunk, but she's coherent enough to, to literally count and go with her hand as you're going through. And again, sometimes she would just randomly lean up and stare at you and then like go back down to where she's sitting. It was the most bizarre thing that I've ever seen ever in my entire life it sounds like something more than alcohol was involved i think and but if can i ask you a question about that if you were if more than alcohol is involved let's say heavier drugs do, I've, I've never heard anyone acting like that on let's say like cocaine no or, and that's the other thing like i have no idea it's not going to be cocaine like that that's something that's like messes with your whole system but let me say something else to you and i, I don't really want to like jump the gun on this but you might have actually experienced someone who had some trauma in their life and was remembering it as well because i've been in situations with people who have mm -hmm. had ptsd and when they go into the zone where they think they're in that scenario again it's it's crazy yeah like it, it they're there and you're not and you can't understand it but they're there and it almost sounds like it might be something to do with that as well, I which, think, which could be brought on by alcohol. <laughs> um, I think that you are 1,000% correct that um, mental issues in some way, some way or another, were involved here, whether it's historical stuff that happened to her or um, um, you know, present psychological issues maybe she's dealing with. But I, I, it, I, there's no way, and that's what I was telling David, because uh, David, David wasn't freaking out, but David was... David is more green thumbed. He's not as yeah, experienced. David and, is very and innocent. So, yeah, and so he was very uh, blown away by all this. I mean, I was too, but like even more so. Um, and I was like, man, I got to be honest. I think there's, I think there are some bigger, unfortunately, mental issues involved here um, that I don't think that is it, it's. It has it's, this is just a catapult that's launching into this from the alcohol, and it's unfortunate that this is happening, and we're seeing the side of her. Um, but the things that she was uh, shouting at me um, were beyond anything that I'm okay with being said at me. There's and he drunk or not, and so I, I haven't talked to this person yet today. Uh, this person got up and left at seven o'clock this morning, which blows my mind as well that you were coherent enough to get up and leave at seven o'clock this morning. Um, this person did not clean anything. Did not do anything. Um, I told that person. I left a note that said, "Hey, here's all your stuff," and put all of her stuff in a little spot in case she did get up early. Because I like to sleep in. I just put all your stuff in a little spot here: your phone, your keys, and everything. And I said, "Please take my shirt with you." She'd wore one of my shirts to the concert because she was coming from work because it had vomit and stuff on at this point. I said, "Please take my shirt with you." Um, and as I was cleaning, I found that she had stuffed my shirt in our spare bathrooms, like a little corner in our spare bathroom, and I, and. All the all the dirty, nasty vomit covered sheets still on the bed, all that kind of stuff. I, that alone is enough to really upset me. But that putting that aside, I have I have no desire whatsoever to ever be in the presence of this person again after the things that were said to me. And I do think 
that when I do talk to her, if I do talk to her, I'm going to say, hey, I, I, I'm not a psychologist, but I really think that you should perhaps maybe talk to someone. Some shit came out. Some, yeah. yeah, that wasn't normal. And I'm not trying to say, hey, you need a psychologist because that's kind of an offensive thing. Someone can take that very aggressively. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not saying that. I mean, I'm no perfect human, but I'm like you just said, some shit came out that wasn't normal. And I will not feel comfortable hanging out with you until you start addressing some of that. And I will never feel comfortable hanging out with this person again uh, when she's drinking. Now that I've seen that side of that person, there's no way I'd ever. I literally went to bed last night a little worried of is she going to do something to me, to her, to someone, to someone? Is she going to say something tomorrow that is going to counteract what happened tonight out of fear? It honestly, sounds like she left still inebriated if she's doing things like shoving things in small corners. That's just, that is, that is either A, a very childish thing to do or someone who is fucked up still. Well, my roommate, uh, the, the one David, the one that was right there, got up and, and left this morning to go to work. And he, when he got up, he noticed that um, her stuff was setting a little spot was gone. And so he thought that she had already left. And this was like 630. Uh, and so he walked in the room. When we walked in the room, he noticed the bathroom door was closed and that he could hear she was in there using the restroom. And so he said he knocked on the door and said, hey, Eric, are you okay? And uh, she just kept saying, what happened? What happened? What happened? And uh, David's like, I can't really talk to you much about it now. You're welcome to sleep more if you want. I've got to go to work. It's 630 in the morning. Um, but some stuff did happen. I would like to really talk to you about it. Um, but I can't talk now. I just wanted to make sure you're okay. Because um, I noticed you weren't in the bed anymore. And we def- he, I mean, he and I both definitely expect her to sleep in until 9 or 10 in the morning. Uh, but she had to be at work at like 6 or 7 or so. So, she, I mean, maybe she woke up and saw that. Uh, maybe she got up and set an alarm on her phone to wake her up again. I mean, there were definitely moments where she sn- she snapped into coherent looking you in the face. But just because she looked like it does not mean she was. That's what yeah. I mean. Like I've dealt with people who in scenario, like they, they are there with you, but they are not there with you. Ah. They are, they are in their head in another world and they cannot control that world. And it is terrifying to them. So I understand that it's also at the break. If you want, we can talk about this more after the song. But uh, I, I think that it honestly, like, I, I understand where, where you're coming from and, and mm-hmm. not want to hang out with this person. I don't blame you. Like, that's a, that's a lot to deal with. But I'm telling you that I don't know if they were even coherent enough to know what they said to you. And I don't know if it was even just because of alcohol. This might have been something worse than alcohol. And not necessarily drug. It could be drugs. It could also be a mental thing yeah. that it made it far more severe than alcohol and i i've seen this like i've seen stuff like this before so I, it is scary and i mm-hmm. mean it is it is very unexpected but i think you uh there you don't want to abandon a friend but if the friend is not willing to reach out for help yeah. then i'm not willing to put more time into this friendship yeah yeah i don't blame you um because i think that that's uh that is uh a, a, a negative aspect and everybody involved and the whole <clears throat> i don't remember things is not a, it's not a good excuse you i mean you may not legit remember them that's fine but to just not address the issues because you don't remember them is not sufficient that's, they happened whether you want them not, not being an adult right being an adult is addressing i fucked up and I, yeah. I have to solve this now um also this morning not not cleaning or doing anything when I mean, because when David talked to her, he said, "Yeah, he's like I talked to David this morning, and he said he said she seemed pretty normal. He said like I was surprised at how well she was talking and not stumbling or anything like that. He's like he said she seemed surprisingly surprisingly normal. 
Um, he said, all things considered. Uh, and he said, I wasn't around her for long. But so the fact that she was, and that, you know, that coherent enough and, you know, didn't, didn't do anything for the room that she had. And like I said, the vomit stained shirt that I asked her to take with her, she put behind the bathroom door and left there. Uh, it's a, it's a classless move. The whole thing. Um, today's, today's artist, uh, actually is an artist we had on recently. Um, him and his sister on the artist is Michael McQuaid. Really, really, really cool guy. He's got some shows coming up here around Nashville in the next couple of days. So we want to throw some music up again for him. Um, him and his sister both came on the show uh, probably about a month ago, you think, ish. Um, and they were awesome. I uh, love chatting with them. This song by Michael McQuaid is called Heartbreaker. More Daily BS back right after this. Who knew that the devil wore a red silk dress? Yeah, she always is a mess. She more petty than the rest. Heartbreaker.
Welcome back to the Daily BS. My name is Seth Crossways, a guy named Zach. That um, song is called Heartbreaker by, how do we call him a friend now? Because he just came on the show. It's a cool guy, Michael McQuaid, here in Nashville. You think hanging out with someone makes him a friend? I think so. He probably wouldn't call us friends, but we would call him friends. You, you know? would call him a friend. I'd call him a, an acquaintance. I'd call him a I friend. I like him. I like him. Like Tim and his they he's both an, were really good to us. Yeah. They were both good to us. Um, so you found a list that you want to talk about. And you texted you text me and said this list made me think of you or that you would like it because you um, you are a businessman and you're always thinking about the, like the bottom dollar, if you will. Really, I, I just wanted to do it because you've been talking for forever. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that about me at any given time. That like, is at true. any given spot. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I was uh, searching the internet and came across this list about how inter- or how grocery stores screw you over, and we've talked about how I screw grocery stores over before, so I thought I'd make it even okay. and point out that they do evil stuff as well, so I'm not going to feel so this bad. This is your way of justifying stealing yeah, avocados. maybe every now and then. <laughs> so, Seth, I'm just going to lay some of these down for you, and I'm going to watch. I want to either hear your opinion on it or your businessman opinion on okay. it. Number one on this list, and they're just in no, partic- no particular order, but they spray produce with water you've noticed that i assume right yep some places do a uh, thundering effects to make you think it's a rainstorm yeah yeah what do you think is happening with that water i thought they were um keeping the plants my fresh first, my first thought yeah it's not gonna make any sense they're like keeping them fresh and keeping them growing more but they're not attached to where they're growing so that makes no sense yeah well it uh it actually makes them spoil faster and the only reason they do it is to make them look fresh and delicious but it doesn't do anything for them except make them spoil faster it's a perception thing yeah a hundred percent a perception thing <laughs> it's all a lie wow. in other words and there are 17 of these by the way so just so you know this is where we're starting. This is where we start. I'm not saying all of them are that bad. Uh, have you ever thought why milk and uh, meat and dairy are like behind everything else? Because they want you to walk through it. They mm. want you to walk through all those aisles of stuff you don't need right. to go get those basics of bread and dairy. That one I believe, uh, and that one I have no problem with. You don't believe with. the first one? <laughs> oh, no, 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 true, true, true. No, but that's false. The That one I uh, like understand more than the first one um, and like... I think I could have guessed that being on the list because I fully agree with that. And I don't fault the restaurant on that one because if you can't walk by something and not pick it off the shelf, that's your fault, not the restaurant. Oh, well, a lot of this, and it's a grocery store, not a oh, restaurant. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, but a lot of this store. is basing the fact on these are little things that businesses can do to try and snag things. Like it okay. might not affect you, but if it affects one out of every 10 people, you're making some money off of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I fully agree. I'm just saying like I, some of these I think are t- trickery and some of these things are business. The water thing is definitely trickery. This putting things in the oh, back of the there's business. There's still trickery. I mean, you could put milk wherever you wanted, but you choose to put it behind everything. So you make people walk through aisles. I mean, you're choosing to do all that. That's that's a business strategy. That is definitely a business strategy, but I just don't feel like... Because even, even if it just makes your average person pick up one extra thing, that's one more thing that they weren't buying before. Oh no, and that'll add up. I'm just saying that this seems like it's a that's a fa- that's a fair one for some reason. Some reason that one seems less offensive to me than the fake rain. I don't know <laughs> okay. why. Well, we'll see how they all rank here. Uh, they lower the price of staples to make everything else seem cheap. So your staples are basically milk, eggs, bread, cheese, stuff like that. If all of those are lowered priced, then everything else will seem cheaper. But they they really like they can dictate the price of everything by those three to four things. So if milk is higher and everything else is higher, no one's going to complain about it because this is what milk costs. That's bad. So they remember this, the cost of the staples, not the cost of the other things when exactly. they're looking back on it. Yeah. Ah, that's brilliant. Yeah. I'm not mad at all. That's that's someone 
somewhere figured out a brilliant strategy and they're that smart to know that this is the way we can and make we're our that better. dumb <laughs> we just yeah but milk costs this so you know whatever oh uh, yeah i think a lot of these are going to boil down to the fact that like we as humans are just idiots yeah well we, we're not smart I think enough that's to, advertising and campaigning in general how do well, you how do you convince the masses well i shouldn't say consumers because i'm not human i should say humans are not stupid because humans are making these cool um Smart ideas. We as consumers yeah. are stupid. Uh, pumping the store with carefully curated smells. Have you ever noticed how the deli section of a grocery store smells absolutely delicious? Well, there's a reason. They the, want to make you hungry, and they want to make you get that deli stuff. Get so that's those. not just a real food making that smell? Nope. They they add to it. By the way, this is all Ranker.com. Uh, I don't I don't want to steal like from a, a, a list. And not yeah, well, I, I think everyone's aware you didn't yeah. compile this list yourself. No, I put these together. <laughs> I've been spending a lot of time in grocery stores just looking around, taking notes, you know. Yeah, again, trying to trying, trying to, to validate your you know, theft. Credit where, credit where credit's due on this. Mm. Trying to validate your own theft is what um, you're doing. Yeah. Placing high margin items near the entrance. So you walk into a grocery store, you're feeling good about life, you're not worried about everything in there, and you right off the bat start loading it up with some expensive stuff because you're not thinking about it. You're not going to do that if they see that at the end of the grocery store. You're going to feel good and you're going to spend money right off the bat. I'm trying to think of the last time I went shopping and, and like I'm trying to think of these examples in my head of like what I saw that was what you're describing. Like Bottled water, uh, like Pellegrino sparkling water, stuff like that. It's always really close to the beginning. Or like you buy bottled water. Mm-hmm. Like, they want you to buy bottled water. Water's pretty cheap. And right. That's that's easy money that they're making right there. Yeah. Um, I think that the idea that you can, you're getting this, like they know that by the end of the day, you're going to have been, oh, I've already spent too much money. I can't get this. That's pretty smart. Yeah. I, they, so- they also mentioned baked goods, flowers, and bottled water near the door. So. Yeah, you always see it at the moment you walk in. Mm-hmm. Do you ever buy baked goods? I never buy baked goods. No, I never buy baked goods. I'm fat enough. Have you ever fought, bought flowers from a grocery store? Uh, yeah. Yeah? For a roommate, because a roommate asked me to, and I wasn't going to work harder than a grocery store. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, fair. Wasn't going to inconvenience myself. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Uh, next on here, increasing the size of the shopping carts. So apparently, back in the day, shopping carts weren't as big, and then one day we decided to double them, and <laughs> lo and behold, test subjects have ended up buying 40% more goods to fill extra space. It's a no-brainer. We're just, yeah, make carts bigger, people will buy more stuff. Do you Did you know that most grocery stores now have locks on their their um, shopping carts if they get so out of a boundary. Go, yeah. Holy crap. I mean, yeah, you don't want to keep paying for shopping carts. That's That's got to be. Do you think that many shopping carts are getting stolen? Yes, I absolutely By homeless do. people? Yeah, not even just homeless people, just asshole people. Why? What are you doing with shopping carts at your house? I don't know. Um, so they probably don't even keep it half the time. There's probably a lot of punk kids that just take a shopping cart and steal it and then leave it. The the other day I went east the East Nashville Kroger was so busy on the Sunday afternoon that I went that I had that I had to park a little further out and as I was walking in my car I got on like thirty feet from my car and my grocery my shopping cart locked and so my car was further than where I had to go and so I had to literally drag against the grain thirty feet to my where my car was. I was not pleased. You're, what I'm getting at, Kroger, is your entire parking lot should be in the premises. Yeah, if you're going to have an Give electric me that. fence, you need to have it go to the end of your yard. <laughs> I just, yeah. It's just very confusing. Same to me. Um, giving out free samples of sugary items, that one's probably a dead giveaway. I don't ever, do you get a lot of free samples at grocery stores? I actually don't see that very often except for when I go to places like Sam's and Costco and things like that. Yeah, I don't ever see it at Kroger. Um, 
I yeah, I rarely see it at Kroger. The problem with that though is the stuff that I always give out usually have gluten in them, so I usually don't get them. Of course, yeah. well, I don't get them because I just I don't trust other people. <laughs> you don't <laughs> you trust the woman who is giving out. You put a Rufalin in this, didn't you? How, how do you think that job's like? Do you think you'd like to be the person that gives out free food? Oh no, you don't think it's uh, you're getting paid minimum wage, and your job is cutting tiny cubes of food. But everyone likes you, though, right? Mm. You're, getting, you're giving people free stuff. I feel people like, like free you're stuff. In, in my face. I don't really like you that much. <laughs> like you're in my face. <laughs> They're right. standing in their own little corner, not moving, and handing you something. They're asking me, you want a free sample? If I want one, I will go get it. Please and thank you. You know what I think is worse than that is the people who are in like Walmart that are selling like Uverse subscriptions or AT&T subscriptions. Yeah. And you're like, no, nah, dude, I don't. I, I don't, already have it. Yeah, well, I do already have it. A and B, like. I don't want to hear about your deal. I'm here, I'm here to get my stuff and get out. I could get your deal online any day. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like, even a better one. I don't want to have to deal with you. That's the difference. You probably don't know the ins and outs of this company the way I can with the internet. Could you do that? Could you do that job? No. Well, yeah, of course I could do it. I wouldn't want to do it. I'd be miserable. Absolutely miserable. Would you rather do that job? Would you rather Would you rather hand out food um, at Kroger or work at a mall kiosk in the middle of the aisles? I rather just call it good on life and harakiri it <laughs> this was it and be like yeah. this is, we've done it we've done it if good. this is if this is my future don't need it that's fair it's a dark answer but it's fair <laughs> you always think my answers are dark well because they mostly involve killing Here's yourself. the opposite of that placing fresh produce by the entrance it's thought that the bright colors and smells of fresh produce put shop- shoppers in a happy mood do you ever feel happy walking through that produce section first <sighs> yeah i do it's, like you, it's bright. It's it's uh, sometimes it smells good. You know, depending on the fruit you're around. Yeah, I do. I like it, and it feels like fresh. Also, I think maybe you feel like you walk into fresh produce section that you're eating healthier, even though I'm not actually buying any of it. It's like you're just involved in that area of the of like life. You know wow, what I'm saying? You're really like a marketer's wet dream. Oh yeah, they love me. No thought going into anything. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm gonna skip a couple of these bookending aisles with expensive items. So a lot of the times at the end of an aisle, you'll see something. That's something. It's probably completely overpriced and not worth your time. But people buy stuff from it because it's, because it's the there. It catches your eye and they take it. Do you think this is? Does that include um, checkout items too? Yes, checkout items yeah. is actually on the list. Oh, it is on the list. I thought that was on, maybe in the same umbrella. Um, because I think that's where. I mean, I get. I saw some stat one time of how much money they make off just checkout items alone, and it's like, dude, it's it's amazing. If you're thirsty or just want like a quick bite to eat or something like a snack or something, a candy bar. I mean, like it's just, and you're standing there in line with nothing else to do. Yeah, and just <laughs> it's, looking. It's uh, so amazing. Here's a couple that go into that a little bit, uh, just more in the aisle levels. Kid, tar- pro- kid targeted products they will put at lower levels so children can see them and grab them and make their parents buy them. What an awful thing for them to do. <laughs> I would be, like, if I saw that on the bottom, fuck you. Fuck you for putting you know that. Exactly. Like, two-year-old can reach it. You know exactly what you did, and I don't yeah. appreciate it. Uh, they also will hide generic brands on the bottom shelf. So if you ever just wanted your generic brand and you can't find it, it's probably hiding down and below and probably tucked behind something as well. <laughs> they want you to buy the brand name. They want you to spend a little bit more money on that brand name. What about the ones that are like Kroger brands? Do you think Kroger brand makes more money off their brand than off of selling a brand name one? Because, I mean, technically the Kroger brand's generic, but it's also a Kroger. I have no idea. That's an, I mean, because, like, it's cheaper usually. Um, and if they're making it themselves, they've got to be they've got to be pulling down a more percentage of the profit. Yeah. I do you mean, buy Kroger brand? Do you all... buy off-brand stuff? Yeah. I was Usually. Say, I, I'm one of those people that I definitely buy off-brand. So like, I why just not? Don't care. 
also it's usually the exact same ingredients if um if it's possible depending on the laws the, like the laws in that my roommate uh, is will not buy off-brand anything like when it down to just like you know bottled water or toilet paper or anything like that he refuses to do off-brand stuff and it's so frustrating when we go through the store and it's like dude that is like two bucks cheaper and he's like no i don't want the knockoff stuff i'm like okay nope, they got you they got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah they you won yeah. um here's one that blew me away more than most of them the narrowing of the checkout lanes there is a reason why you can only fit a cart in a checkout lane and that is they don't want you to put anything back once you're in there they want you stuck in there like, holy crap that is holy insane crap. so if, if anyone comes behind you you're done you're stuck in that lane don't want that two dollar extra normal item instead of the generic you're fucked you don't get it holy crap that's amazing yeah that's my favorite on the list because that it's so it, i would never in a million years thought that i yeah. could have i could have walked down a store forever and i would have never questioned why the checkout lanes were that size holy crap rats in a cage yeah 100%. That's all they're doing to us, man. 100%. And putting candy in front of us. So yeah. you're stuck, and if you're hungry, there it is. Grab gobble, gobble, too, man. We're eating yeah. it all up. Wow, that is brilliant on the checkout lanes, man. Monsters. Holy crap. Good, uh, good for them being that This smart. is another pretty brilliant one that kind of pissed me off. Misleading customers with sales stickers. Supermarkets often use brightly colored stickers to show sales. I think we can agree with that. I see mm. yellow all of the time. Yep. Many of these stickers mark things as half price or $1 off which would be a good deal. However, price is usually based on weight on pack, not packaging. So sometimes that good discount on heavy items like flour is great, but when you see it on something like spinach, doesn't do a thing because it's by weight. Wow. So they're we don't basically even, just making you feel good, but they're not giving you anything. We don't even send a chance. We, yeah. Like <laughs> why, you have why would we even here, try? You have to sit here and you have to go to the grocery store and actually look at things and spend time. And it's just like, screw you. Why can't you just be honest with us? Why can't everything like, I can just hate that the world is so full of ways to cheat us out of things that it, it comes to this. You can't it, even sell me a sale. It's it's also interesting too that that there's so much more that goes into little things we like the checkout line. There's yeah. so much more that goes into that than we common folk ever even think one second about. Yeah. Um. And these people are all so much smarter. Maybe those people make a lot much money. I don't. Again, you say smarter than us. I don't know if they're necessarily smarter than us, but they do understand this. Like, it'd be mm -hmm. like, this is what they spend most of their time focusing on. So do you want to spend most of your time focusing on how to get people in grocery stores to buy more food? Because for me, that sounds like an ability that I don't really need to have in life. But I am happy to know how to thwart it. Yeah, I, I was going to say, that's a great question. Is this going to adjust your um, shopping habits now? Are you going to factor these things in? Because I what, might not trust a sale. I was going to say, what can you really change? It's not like you're not going to go through the checkout or anything yeah. like that anymore. Um, so that's not going to adjust anything, but yeah, I guess Maybe trusting a sale. Maybe not be so swayed as much. Uh, one of the things that made me sad on this list, I got two more on here, but one of the ones that made me sad, playing easy listening music. <laughs> I was like, well, that's what I listen to in my day-to-day -day life. <laughs> but apparently the slow temples, tempos make people take their time when they're in there, and if you're taking your time, you're spending more time on buying stuff basically is their thought last night at trivia i played a song for the guests that named the song thing that was uh like an older 80s song that i never like that i could would never thought of my own i heard it while i was shopping in kroger and it was like a throwback nostalgic thing and i was like i really like like it just it made me want to be in that kroger longer uh and someone even came and asked me during trivia they were like how did you why did you think to play this song i was like dude i literally was shopping in kroger and heard it um and that 
1,000% agree with that. That Why would you not play slow, listening, easy music to people there? You've also got to play music that spans a lot of generations and doesn't offend this person or that person. You know, like it's got to be it's got to be something that I think I would put together a really good playlist for restaurants and grocery stores. I you think, think that, so? I think that that's my music. Yeah, I mean, you've got to be able to not like insanely bore the twenty yeah. year olds, but you can't offend the seventy year olds. Yeah, exactly. So it's got like a wider range of like, hey, what's what's you know? That's my specialty. I guess honestly, most people <laughs> probably don't even notice the music in a store. Like, I mean, like, yo, yeah, I think I'm one of the weirdos that do. But again, yeah. I think we talked about this in a previous show where it's my music most of the time. So right, I'm like, right. oh, hey, I love this song. That's true. <laughs> this I probably, is on my playlist. <laughs> I probably only notice the songs that I like. You're yeah. right. Yeah. So I've probably been in there many times and never even noticed it because it wasn't anything that I. I always am kind of in that moment if right. there's something playing in the background i will notice it and it does affect certain if you're trying to be intimate with someone and something's playing in the background like a, a song or a movie or a t- like a television episode i hear it and mm. if something happens it might take me out of the mode a little bit like a lot of the times i don't want a show on because i don't want to focus like i don't want to hear it and then have yeah. it pull me out <laughs> um it's funny you brought up that the, i think we talked about that past and a couple of days ago about the intimate things and seeing like some really jacked guy on the screen, something behind you or whatever. Um, and, the, and then on Monday we talked about uh, someone farted during a sexual situation yeah. and someone reached out to me and was like, dude, you have to absolutely stop if someone farts on you. And I was like, well, I mean, I don't think Zach and I necessarily agree. No, yeah, I told you how that's how you get pink eye. Remember? <laughs> like I was pretty adamant that that is what happens in that scenario. But you also agreed that you don't stop no matter what. It's a situational thing, right? How big the fart is, you know. There's variables. I don't want to get back in that whole discussion again. I'm just saying, like, they reached out to me. and They said it's a no-brainer. You have to stop. And I was like, well, I it really d- does depend. I if you're standing and you fart, there's that's a lot of difference between if you're sitting down and that fart's trapped there for a while. You're like you're. It's like between you and the bed. Yeah. How are you standing during intimate situations? You you've never stood and had a girl go down on you or had standing up sex. I don't think so. Wow, so you're the most. <laughs> Did you know that what sex? grocery stores will also charge more for the same products in affluent areas? So if you start 1, to do better for yourself, guess what? It ain't going to change the thing. 1,000%. You're going to pay more for that same banana. Go to Green Hills or Franklin and go to Kroger, then go yeah. to East Nashville. Yeah, 1, that 000%. Green Hills Kroger, though, is nice. No joke. <laughs> you don't want to pay more because nice. you feel like a boss walking through those aisles. <laughs> Yeah, I've never felt like such a queen as I do in that place. <laughs> um, the that's on everything. They're like, I went to the Green Hills Y a couple weeks ago, and like, <laughs> it was the most amazing thing in the world. And then like our East Nashville Y, and then the one downtown. Downtown's okay, but East Nashville Y is just like a building. But the Green Hills Y is just like it has like a subway inside. It's like a yeah. whole nice. There, there's environment. a statue that wishes actually come true when you fill the coins <laughs> into yeah. the water. Yeah, there's kids going around make. Yeah, absolutely. That that is the difference in like poor communities. And then yeah, yeah. It's, it, it is. Is good to be rich in the entire scheme of I things. Mean, it costs a lot of money, but what do you think on um, shopping? Talking about grocery shopping, I've been thinking about doing the online ordering pickup type stuff. Yeah, you what lazy you th- sack of shit. What are your thoughts on that? My roommate does that. Does and she? Almost always, they screw up something. Really? Yeah, and I'm not surprised. I mean, I, does I she get everything from that way? Uh, she does it most of the time, yeah. And but like, so everything. does she buy fruit and stuff? And so they yeah. pick out the fruit for her and everything. Yeah. So that's that's my main concern. She, like one time she bought, she wanted, I think she said three avocados or something like that, and they got her three. 
packages of avocados. So she ended up with like 12. <laughs> that's a good that's a good problem to have, right? Though, like if the the worst thing in your life is that you have too many avocados, all 12 avocados were ripe at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> avocados, a lot of guacamole tonight. Yeah. Uh, has has your roommate had your your guacamole, Zach, same as guacamole? Uh, I've made it with her avocados, but I don't know if she had any. Oh, she didn't get to eat any of it. Yeah, she's not much on on guac eating eating or taking anything that I have. Like when really? we when we smoke together, she wants to smoke her own stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I'm fine. You think that's like a? Uh, she just is that. Un- she doesn't want to like abuse a friendship or anything like she that. She offers shit to me all the time, oh. but she'll never take it. Really? Which makes me feel really weird. But I'm also the same. I don't usually offer people my stuff, and I don't usually want to take other people's stuff. I kind of just say, our stuff is our stuff. And Do you think that she um, feels that maybe she's in a better financial place than you, and she wants to help you out? Or you think she's just really No, generous? I think we're in the same financial place. She's just really generous? Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, like, someone told me the other day about the roommate, um, the girl that I watched the Netflix show. She's telling about her roommate, like, is very, like, penny pincher, like, like, would be like, oh, I got this drink. You got to buy the next one, or like, or this, or I bought paper towels, so I'm not buying it. Like, it's very down to the dollar. Whereas, like, I like where the roommate just you know buy what we need. If you, you oh, you need paper towels, cool. I'll buy my mom next time. I can Venmo you or whatever. Shoot me a text, whatever. But like, to not do things like they, my my friend and her roommate stopped hanging out because like her other the girl was too cheap to ever pay for anything. You're like, come on, that's just we're adults. I know when yeah. your twenty money matters, but like you're thirty. If we go get buy drinks and you bomb tonight, I'll buy them the next time or I'll buy the next round. Like it doesn't it doesn't like just like enjoy well, life a little Seth bit. Is there's a lot of people who take advantage of like that roommate, that, I guess, yeah. did and, and abuses the situation. Yeah. So you're totally against the online shopping and getting things delivered out to you? Does yeah. is there a fee? I'm sure that there's probably an extra fee as well, yeah. I've never uh, bothered to ask her because honestly, I think it's I, I think it's just lazy. <laughs> go go grocery shop. I bring headphones. Yeah, yeah. listen to something. I've started doing, doing that, and I do like that more. Um, having headphones and not that it really I was never talking about it anyways. Um, I don't necessarily hate the idea if there's not a large fee. Uh, Walmart starting it by the way. Now Walmart, you can get your groceries and they'll get your products. So you. what you're telling me is that you want to put the trust that a 15 year old is going to get the groceries you want. It depends on what the gross I'm asking for. Yeah, I, the fruit and that the produce part is produce part is only those parting that's bothering me because then you have to trust their expertise. I know very little about produce and stuff. I don't now. trust them even with the other stuff because I mean they like, can't pick out a bag of chips for you. But they might get the wrong bag of chips that you don't want, and that's the thing for me. Like what this comes to is you're gonna go pick it up, and what you have to do is sit while you're there and go through everything. And make sure that it's right. And if it's not, then you have to go in and deal with that anyway oh, and definitely. get the right stuff. So why not just do it yourself in the first place? It's definitely more of a hassle if you're having to go back in. It'd be cool if you could pick your person. Like if you could have like like you get a regular at like a restaurant server or whatever. If you could have the same person. So like, what if they're not working the day that you want? That's what I'm saying. You find out their schedule, you know, when they're working. Or when you get to go to check out, you could say... Amber, Sarah, blah, 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 there blah, are your servers today. not an employer in the country who is going to let you know when their employees work. If nope. an employee wants to let you know, they can, but that is 100% against the law to say my employees will be here on this day. Well, you could... Um, they can't give information on when employee... Like every job I've worked, if someone calls and says, hey, is so-and-so there? You can't tell them when they'll be in. Like, no, they're not. What about... That's not a job's... Uh, what about barbershops? They do that 
on their websites. You can select who you want and it'll show you their schedule when they're there and what times are open. For certain things, I think that that's fine and maybe, yeah, that would be, but I'm telling you like that would, that's, it's a pretty big invasion of privacy to let people know exactly when you're at work unless you have a designated job that people need to know. I think it, which would be work. service industry type jobs. Service industries, you can like, uh, you want some, a certain person to pick out your suit or a certain person to tailor your suit or a certain person to cut your hair or do your makeup or something like that. But those are all pretty specialty fields you're then asking a grocery store market a company a franchise yeah. to say we need to have a new job position for this because you can't ask your everyday employees all of a sudden to say hey we need you to make your availability now known to the world well the problem in this is, is that the idea that people work and are good at what they do is the problem the general like basically this 15 year old can't pick out the right bag of chips is the problem like last night i, I got to work and one of the servers walked up to me and she was like, um, she was a younger girl. And she was like, um, yeah, we found out it was your birthday today. And so I thought you probably just wouldn't come in today. And I wanted to be like, that's not how life works. Like, yeah. like I don't even know how to explain. I didn't say it because I don't want to be condescending to her. But I was thinking, this isn't the way the real. I know you're 20, 21, but you don't just get off work on your birthday. That's not the real world. Like, your work ethic is the problem. I've like, had lots of people think it's weird that I will go into work on my birthday. And it's like, it's, it's a day. Like, you just, you do that. It's, you're an adult. And what, you want a special day off for your birthday? Now, in, if I were to take, if I were to get someone to cover me from that shift and go to the Imagine Dragons concert last night, then I would have done that. I could have done that on any given day. There wasn't necessarily anything special for my birthday. I would have had to go through the same process of getting it covered and whatnot. The fact that you just assume you don't have to work because it's your birthday is a, showing a little bit of your work ethic problems, which was a big issue to be, to, to begin with. Yeah. Um, also, side note, real quick, man, hostess at restaurants are hostess hostesses and host are they? They're typically the newest employees, right? And then they're and then trying to work their way into. Um, being a server, unless in your situation where you went back, I know you went back to do yours and just wanted to host. Sometimes, sometimes not, but yeah. I feel like in, in restaurants I work at, it's always like the 16 year old kids that don't have any experience and can't serve yet. And man, they just call some ruckus sometimes of nonsense where like people are waiting in line and there's open tables behind you and you're like, mm. what's going on? You don't understand how restaurants work completely, so maybe don't necessarily think that. But anyways, we're also at No, there. I'm 100% okay to think about that. We can talk about this more in a second, unless you want to keep going now, because uh, I, mean, I'll, 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 I, I hate that. I hate yeah. when people sit there and look, there's an open table right there. Uh, don't tell me how to do my job. Okay. I, I know how to do my job. That table's not available right now, and I know that table's not available right now, so I can put you there, and you'll never get service, yeah. or you can listen to me and shut the fuck up. What if there's like eight tables available? I'm telling, but again, you do not know right. what's going on in that restaurant. You do not know the people that they have. You do not know what kind of weight they're on. You mm -hmm. do not know what kind of position the kitchen is in. It, while tables might be open, it does not mm -hmm. necessarily mean the table is ready for someone to be sat. If they put you there, that might make the whole restaurant even more fucked. So they have a plan. And it's not your move as the consumer to come in and say, no, my plan's better. Right. Well, That's their job. I'm not the consumer. You're not going to go. I'm in, an employee of them. But, but you're not going to go in there. Say you're, say you're having surgery. You're yeah. not going to tell a doctor how to perform the surgery. You're still paying that doctor or the insurance is paying that doctor. So you're still technically a consumer, but you're not going to tell that doctor. Um, I don't like that you're doing it this way. You should do it this way. Well, I don't think a 16-year-old no, hostess is compared to a a surgeon who's trained i think it's a little bit different still trained. There. they are still um, trained to do their job and even even me as when i went back and hosted as a 30 yeah. year old man i had people treat me and tell me that exact but there's a table right there what well, I, I, I understand there's a table right there that's not your table i that's think it's not ready for you right now 
And you just, I'm, what I'm telling you, man, is is you're telling the person because yeah. you because because you're assuming of their age, but you're telling that person that they're wrong. No, and I'm telling you that that's not necessarily the case. You do not know why that table is open, and an open table at a restaurant does not mean it's ready to be seated. Well, uh, that may be the case for people complaining to you, but I'm an employee of that restaurant, so I'm talking to servers, and servers are saying, "Hey, yeah, that table is open. I'm ready to set somebody. The host isn't setting someone there." So then I have to go to the manager, and the manager comes to the host, gets the host, and puts someone in that spot. So I'm not talking as a consumer complaining. That's a little bit. A different approach. I agree with you. They don't know what's going on, but I'm an employee of that restaurant working there. And when I have to go get the manager, the manager has to come back out of her office, get the hostess, and then tell her to put someone at that table. That's the host's fault. That's not me complaining as a consumer coming in. That's the the host not doing their job and the manager being like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, this table's available and make it a bullshit excuse why the man, the host didn't do a good job. Okay, well, I'm telling you what you said was different. I, what I heard you say was what I hear from a ton of people all the time, but that yeah. table's open. Why can't you put... Well, you were thinking of me as a consumer, but I'm and, talking and, more and, as, an, as an employee of that facility. It's yeah, a little bit different. But again, yeah. like... It, but again, yeah, that's all I had to say. Gotcha. Uh, this is Wild Love by the band Michael... The artist, Michael McQuaid. Be back right after Wild Love. Beautiful silence, you're killing me with those eyes. You're tainted with whiskey, and you cannot tell a lie. Yeah, you are expecting for me to be perfect, but I am not built to be tamed. Stuck in my cage, a rebel who won't be restrained. You knew who I was when you met me. You wouldn't give up, you said. You will be cool with it Can you learn to be accepted? All a little bit dangerous And a little insane Can you ride this wave? Take it to the grave Cause I am still the same And you are a you can change Can you ride this wave? To the grave Or we could get caught up In this wild, wild love You're begging and pleading For me to be your type A saint to the masses So you can sleep at night You knew who I was When you met me You wouldn't give up You said That you would be cool with it Take it to the 
welcome back to the Daily BS. That is the band Michael McQuaid. Song was called Wild Love. You can find Michael McQuaid anywhere. McQuaid spelled M C Q U A I D. Um, find him on any social media platform. Again, he does a lot of shows here around uh, the Nashville area. So if you are um, want to check out some good live music, a lot of stuff in East Nashville too. So go check him out if you're in that area. Women's Health Wednesday. We haven't done it. I don't think. I don't know if we did it last week or not. Uh, no, we didn't do a show last Wednesday because you're on. We we have done this a while. Basically, what we do is go to Women's Health Magazine or um, what's it Cosmo and look up some some articles on, on women's health and things in their lives so we can learn ourselves uh, or learn me about women figure out what's going on in their lives a couple of random things articles I want to talk about uh, the first one it's kind of a short article but I want to get your thoughts on it in general nipple pills nipple piercings everything you ever wanted to know and what they can do for your sex life again this is an article of women's health magazine.com um, what do you think, Zachary, about women's about uh, piercings and on women, obviously? And then, what do you think about like when a guy has n- nipple rings? Is it do you have the same perception of both? Yeah, pretty much. If you want to do it, do it. It's not really my thing. I don't want to pierce my nipples, but do you um, enjoy it when someone of the opposite sex um, has it? Like when someone you're intimate with? I don't think it does anything for me. I don't think no. it does anything negative for me. I mean, I've been with a few people that have pierced nipples and. I mean, it's okay. It seems like that that uh, and from this article, it just makes it makes their nipples more sensitive, and so it's good for them in that way. Yeah, like it's, sure. more, it's more of a pleasure spot for them. Um, did you? Let me ask you this: If you have a nipple piercing, can you still breastfeed? I have no idea. <laughs> I would assume no. Um, if you have a nipple piercing, all you have to do is remove the the um, piercing. It will not affect the breast, the breast hmm. uh, milk or the feed production in any way. But your nipple's going to be more sensitive. I think so. And, and breastfeeding is already a sensitive act, so I feel like it's probably not fun to breastfeed while you have nipple piercings. I yeah, think I would that's think so. Hurt. I, yeah, I feel like it hurt bad. Plus, um, it. I mean, it seems that I've heard breastfeeding is it, breastfeeding can sometimes be pretty aggressive on the nipple area, and if they're already sensitive, that's going to be a quite a big yeah, thing. That's what I mean, yeah. So if I had my nipples pierced, you wouldn't think any. You would just be like, oh, he just likes. He's like his nipples pierced. There's nothing. You wouldn't think anything different. It seems like it's different to me. A perception of guys and girls, whatever. For some reason. What about tongue rings? I think they're stupid. You think they're stupid? Have you ever received any type of pleasure from someone with a tongue ring? No, I have not. I wonder if that makes it any better because I've always heard that was one of the big reasons to get. I think it's the dumbest reason in the world because I just think a tongue ring. I mean, it ruins your speech first and foremost. It, you see it every time you talk. I just think it's a dumb piercing. I wouldn't date someone who had one, and I don't think it'd be worth it to get head from someone just to see. Oh, hey, they have a tongue. Besides, if they have a tongue ring, they're too young for me, anyways. Probably <laughs> more than likely, that's actually true. And I feel like tongue rings were definitely like a thing back in the day. Like I don't think they were as popular as they are now. I know. I know we are older. And you're talking about being younger, but even like we have a lot of young friends. We work. We young friends. We work in industries where there's a lot of young people involved. And I can't name you one person right now that has a tongue ring. And like you said, you see it when you're talking to someone normally, especially for women because they're shorter than you. And so when they're, you're looking at them, you can usually you can see that. Uh, and the I can't think of any, can you think of anybody you know that has a tongue ring. It's not just women that are shorter than you, Seth. You're six foot five. Most people are shorter <laughs> than you. Uh, that's. That's true. But guy or girl, I, I can't think of anybody that has a tongue ring. Can you name anyone that has one? No. I'm, I've known people, but I don't think I can name anyone right now. Do you think belly belly piercings are less popular as well? I feel like that used to be a big thing as well, and I don't really know. I don't feel like any women that I'm ever intimate with ever have a pierced belly belly button. I mean, I've seen plenty of pierced belly buttons. 
I don't know. I I don't really focus on it if I'm you don't being notice honest it. with you. What uh, is there anything that you would get pierced? I wanted my lip pierced really badly when I was in elementary school because of Blank Queen eighty two. <laughs> Did you want it in the dead center or to the left? Left. Is there any type of uh, reasoning between left and right in that regard? Because like, does it does it symbol anything different? Because I I have no friends when I was in high school I had some on their left, and I just immediately assumed left, so it didn't matter. It's just left or right thing. No, I don't think so. Well, I don't think uh, I don't think I could pierce anything. I think no, it's I have no desire to do it. <laughs> that was, again, it was elementary school. We were dumb as shit back then. But that's the only time I, I think I wanted my ears pierced once. But it was simply because I'm happy I never did. Why did you want your ears pierced? Why not? Um, you're gonna get, we'll get off uh, piercings. <laughs> well, you've be, like, uh, were you gonna get, get a big gauge? No, uh, I was gonna just get gonna get pierced. Yeah. This was again, but I don't. I don't think gauges were really a big thing. At big this thing point. back in the day. Um, another article from Women's Health. We're gonna kind of hit a rapid fire article here for Women's Health. One um, that I thought was interesting, and I gotta be honest with you, I haven't read all the detailed yet. So hopefully, it doesn't get weird on us. Uh, the six best sex toys for men, according to Women's Health magazine. They're all cock rings. Number one on the list, the unconventional cock ring. It's like a wearable vibrator. Have you ever used a cock ring? I don't need... I just don't get why people need these toys. If you have a problem with, with keeping an erection and these things help, sure. Or, or maybe you can't come, sure. I, I pity you. Or maybe I don't. Fuck you if you can't. If you can just fuck for hours and not come, I'm not going to feel bad for you. You have a wonderful gift. But If you can't get an erection, I feel, I feel I pity you. But I mean, a cock ring's not going to give you an erection. That just gives you stimulation. And I don't really want more stimulation because I want to be able to go as long as I can to make them feel good because I don't want it to be over as fast as it could possibly be over. And I feel like I put that on and it, oh, there, and that's it. But what if it's 30 better? Seconds in. But it's better for her too. For 30 seconds. Well, if it's going to be 30 seconds either way, you might as well make it a good 30 seconds, right? <laughs> I've just never, I've never even like. I've never even seen one in person. I'm not, I just don't. I don't know anything about them. I feel like it's like a thing I see in movies that I just like. It's a joke that people joke it's around. It's literally but. just a ring that vibrates on your cog. How does it stay on when you just put it on when you get you erect? Just, it's yeah. You just rub you, it down to the base. You just wait till then because obviously you can't put it on when you're not erect. I mean, it's not gonna. If the, si- the sizes aren't gonna add up. It's maybe not, it fits in. Maybe uh, maybe you lie down, you throw it on, and you just let it. It's grow. It's like one of those ring toss games yeah, at the pour uh, some the water on it a little bit, let it grow. <laughs> Sit out in the sun for it's a while. Not a uh, that's number one is the, vi- the the vibrating cock ring. Number two is the classic cock ring. Um, they look boring the same as always. I think that's just supposed to like tighten and restrict and, and make more feeling. I don't know, man. Like, uh, like oh, like it, like uh, almost like when you're working out, people wear the tight things in their arms to create blood flow, like yeah. that. Huh. Um, number three, never heard of this. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> the penis sleeve. You've heard of the penis sleeve? You've never used a penis sleeve? No. I don't know what it is. Also, I haven't had sex standing up, so who knows what's really going on in my life. Is that real, or were you just being facetious in the moment? Uh, standing up? Sex. You're a six-foot-five man, and you work out. Like, you could pick up a girl and fuck her standing. Like, uh, that's aggressive. I've had, could. I've had sex standing up on the bed and her on the bed, but I've never had sex when we're both standing up. Should I try that? God, you're... No, I don't want to tell you what to do with your life. I'm just... What if it's a good sexual experience? You should tell me to try it. up a little bit. <laughs> try some new things out. Read Strictly... A- Missionary lights off. You know Read what I'm saying? <laughs> Did you just move? You're not supposed to move. Don't talk. Don't talk. Yeah, you know we already know. I don't like. I don't like talking during yeah, sex. Yeah. 
not a there's, big fan. There's no talking. Uh-oh. There's no standing. Can't handle it. Can't have a good TV show in the background. There's a lot of stipulations. It's probably why I don't Can't have, have sex any better looking men that I could either <laughs> hear or see on TV. Yeah, that's got better better abs than me. Refused refused to be involved in this. Um, basically, the penis sleeve. Um, it's just a sleeve you put on your your penis. Uh, we've never used vil- a condom, vibrators, or dildos together. Although I would have no issue with that. The only toy that we could regularly use was a sleeve that you wear over your penis that made it vibrate in five centimeters and longer. So you're basically putting a dildo over your dick. <laughs> it's a sleeve, but that's really what it is. No. It vibrates. Yeah, no, uh, and I it's mean, longer. It, the fact that they talked about how it adds length to it too. Yeah, you're basically giving yourself a a fake penis. Y- yeah, that vibrates and is bigger. How bad is it for like when your when your girl comes on ho- over and like? I mean, it's got to be a bit of a blow. If she's you gonna be put like a sleeve on, baby. Yeah, uh, this isn't what you've got. Isn't working for me lengthwise. But for eight dollars on Amazon, we can have this. Uh, Damn, it's only eight dollars. Yeah, crystal soft silicone penis. Enlarger sleeve, length seventy millimeters. But you, how much do you feel? <laughs> I can. I mean, it's 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 a pretty intense sleeve. I mean, talk about condoms dumbing down the sensation. This has to dumb that down a lot. And it, well, I don't know, but it vibrates, so you're really get the vibration there. <laughs> um, are you coming? Are you feeling pleasure because of the vibrations? Or are you feeling pleasure because you're having sex? Because that would really bum me. Because I mean, what's the point of having them around? Why not just put the sleeve on and masturbate? <laughs> Can I read? Can we? Can we do? Can we do this? <laughs> we never done this before, but I like it. I'm gonna read you the. Mo- there are several hundred reviews. I'm gonna read you the most positive and the most negative, and then we will make our decision from that. Deal? Well, I'm not gonna buy this regardless, but sure, let's do it. Most positive review. It's entitled "She Likes It." She really loves this. She likes the raised veins and extra length. There really is a, a woman pleaser. I have no feeling. <laughs> I have no feeling at all when I wear it. <laughs> So he doesn't so, even feel. So I can just laugh indefinitely. I can last indefinitely with this thing. She also likes the visual of it. It's made of ice. To put it on, all you have to do is use a small amount of lube or water, and you squeeze it down and slip it on. Don't overthink it. Stays on, no problem. I think they're saying don't overthink it because um, if you start overthinking about it and you start to lose your erection, this is not going to work. Yeah. When it's showtime, she may have to get it uh inserted for you seeing as there's no feeling no feeling for you so you're not going to know where you cannot tell you're inside a woman you're basically using one of those um, why not just use a dildo on her there are no stretching or tears after three uses the description says says the end is solid it is not solid it has a thicker skin but it is hollow at the end this is the five-star review from amazon for the penis sleeve um eight dollars if you want to get into it now but again, why not just use another toy on her and then have sex with her? I mean, why not just use a vibrator on her? Because that's what she's wanting. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what she's, yeah, she, she don't, you're not fucking her. You're putting a vibrator, you're putting your dick in a vi- vibrator and she's letting you place your vibrator there. She can't even feel you. You can't feel her. Yeah. He literally said this there's is no feeling. The only thing that this is is it gives you the feeling like you're using your hips to do it instead of your hand. And, yeah, you're basically controlling the vibrator with no hands like you're saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, you look, Ma, no hands. Uh, let's read the negative review. By the way, the most negative review is uh, – this says the top critical review, at least, is two stars. So it doesn't uh, even have a one star. It does have some one stars, but for some reason this is a top critical review. Uh, maybe it's, like, been liked by the most people or whatever, but um, – too small to put on. <laughs> that's a big deal breaker right out of the gate. Yeah, that, that's not good. And it hurts the other guy's feelings, oh. I bet, a bit too. <laughs> <laughs> 
the other guy that said, for yeah. for the wife. She loves it. Yeah, because it fits you. <laughs> yeah, it literally slips right on. Yeah, you're exactly right. That's that's why. The fact that it fits you so well is, is the problem. If you got a micro penis. Um, too small to put on. Inside diameter is about the size of a U.S. 50 cent piece. About that. I mean, it depends on the person. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, it stretches, but not like you need it. <laughs> I even tried to roll it up and then roll on it. Plan was to blindfold wife and sneak it on. Nope. It rolls up three and a half to one inch sections. When each section rolls down, it pops your buddy to what it would be comparable to a bee sting. Third pop and I noped it right out. Ah, uh, what? <laughs> so it feels like a bee sting on your dick when you put it on? This guy's such a nice guy because he goes on in the survey of it's not that bad of a product. <laughs> Material, solid part is fine. It just didn't work for me. This guy said it feels like your dick is getting stung by a bee. And it and just like, didn't work. It just didn't work for, for me. me. It may be great for you. <laughs> I mean, give it a try. The premise is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> didn't yeah, work a, for me. You have a small dick. This is going to be your best friend. Yeah. Kind of felt like a bee sting. <laughs> Just just throwing that out other, there, you're going to feel that. Other than that, great quality product made in America. You know, yeah. good product. Mega. Uh, I bet Trump uses it. So. <laughs> Those tiny hands, you know Trump's using it. Um, back to the list of the five uh, sex toys for men. Um, that was the penis sleeve. Again, only $8. So there you go. It's not a lot of money if you really want to experiment. It really is like a like a vibrating kind. I, I don't suggest doing it in your scenario, Seth. I think that's something more that you do in a relationship rather than a... A friend's oh my god! Over. Could you imagine if I'm hooking up some the first time and I put that bad boy on? Oh Can goodness! You just change your Tinder profile. Oh to my have goodness! A new toy to try. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Float uh, like a butterfly, sting oh, like a bee. There it is. There it is. That's your tagline. <laughs> put it on the boxes. Put it at the back of the grocery store. We got it. Um, the butt plug. It increases stimulation and energy, energy between the two of us. That is the number four list on um, the guy's favorite toys. This if a woman did everything for you, like sexually, just completely and over the top satisfied you, would you let her put a butt plug in you? I hate to do things for the honesty of the show, but I will do this and I'll say yes. Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah. I think I've uh, never done it, but again, if someone was really like, no, I really want to do this and our sex life was great, I'd be like, all right, let's let's try it. I think first off, I would like to do that to a, a woman. I think it'd be fun. So and you wait, what if you butt plugged each other? <laughs> <laughs> bloop, bloop. Like it was a, um, it was a little ceremonious thing that you guys maybe at the same time like <laughs> on three. One <laughs> And then you sneak yours up on two. <laughs> don't back out on me. Um, no, I don't want to sneak mine up too soon because I don't want her to like jump aggressively and shove anything. You know what I'm saying? I want everybody to be calm. Um, no, I have like a rule of thumb that I will always approach to anything <laughs> sexual. Which okay, which is Tell me that I will never do something to a woman that I would not allow done back to me. And so I would like to do this to a woman. And if I want to do this to a woman, then I. Um, You'd have to. I would. I would have to be okay with her if she wanted to doing it. So to me. you never go down on a woman because she, you can't have your vagina licked. My vagina equivalent is my dick, and yes, I can have that licked. But I'm saying I'm talking about more like sexual things. Like if I like if you want to tie someone up or do things like that or whatever. Anything I would do to you, I would do to me because I don't think that's fair. I would never like like I'm not gonna tie it and beat you to a bloody pulp. So because, because I, you want to put a butt plug in a girl, you have to put a butt plug in yourself. No, 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 no. <laughs> that sounds a very like like 
really messed up mental thing like a psycho movie. You know what I'm saying? If I, if she wanted to, <laughs> doesn't it sound weird? If she, I immediately thought of Silence of the Lambs. Um, the, if if she wanted it to puts do it, its butt plug in its skin. <laughs> if she wanted to do it, I would. Uh, I would. I'm. I'm open to it. I just think it's unfair to subject someone to someone because I think it'd be sexy to see you put a butt plug in, and she's like, "Well, I think it'd be sexy if you did it." Then I'm like, "Well, fine. Okay, let's so buy some butt plugs. Let's let's get to the next question of how of this. How do you put it in? Do you get down on all fours and go to the or oh. do you stand and then just slide? Oh, I'm glad we're doing this show before we have the video up because like. <laughs> Say like a family member or someone catches the feed on the Facebook Live and sees us talking about this. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you do you lay on the bed and feet up in the air and let it slide in that way? Mike McQuaid's gonna be so disappointed that we're playing his music. <laughs> no, he'll <laughs> right before Anaplex. It's um, not like we're asking his sister these questions. Like, how would you how would you want to put a butt plug in a boy? Would you want oh him to god. bend over oh. or would you want him to be standing? My god, that is my favorite do you line. Put god. the butt plug in yourself, or do you have your friend put it in for you i cannot wait till you michael hears this and hears you say it's not like we're asking his sister how she puts her butt plugs in <laughs> no how she would want to put a butt plug in another man oh sorry that makes not it better how she, yeah. i don't know what her life is <laughs> i'm not going to assume that she does this look if 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 i'm doing this my strategy is going to be on my back <laughs> so you're going to have to you're going to have to lift your legs up if you're on your back, you realize that. I, I, I understand that that's not going to be the most masculating the position. hope that she's going down on you whilst this is happening and then just slides no, it no, up No, no, no. I don't think you can slide anything in. I think also in this, if, if, if this is a, uh, a butt plug conversation, I think she needs to, um, he or she, whoever, whatever, who's starting going first, whatever, needs to really warm up that area before you just go straight for a butt plug. <laughs> or there's going to be some major disappointment okay, in the room. so... <laughs> So basically what you're admitting is if a girl's going to put a butt plug in you, that you want her to make sure that she warms up that asshole for you. Like, do you want it cleaned? Do you want it like massaged before? I'll clean it myself. A little uh, lube put on there? I definitely want lube. You want, I, yeah. You don't want lube? I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll just take a big old poop, then take a shower, and then I'll be ready. Yeah, I think, you're, I think, I think uh, your butthole, it tightens up quicker than that. You need something else. You need something I've else. I've seen small little butt plugs. You've seen? I don't know what kind. Of, I have a friend who showed me their collection of butt plugs, and it was three different sizes. Size one looked like it was manageable. Okay. Size two and size three must have been big. Size as, uh, three looked. <laughs> Hello. Size, size, three, size three is like one of those poops that you're sweating profusely <laughs> while you're taking. And uh, when you look down, it's not as big as you expected, but it's girthier yeah, than it's you thick. expect. It's thick, yeah. Like you couldn't squeeze it and mash it in your hand. Like there's probably a diamond in the middle of that because it's so tightly compressed. Uh, I, that's what three looked like. I can tell you that on this particular one they're reading, uh, they're suggesting it's called the Enjoy. Uh, which I'll admit, I've had a friend. I've heard a friend talking about Enjoy before, because I thought it was a cool name. Um, in Enjoy is spelled just N J O Y, and I clicked on the Amazon link. Uh, it's only fifty four dollars, but the width of it. So the the plug is going to go in you, and it's going to be wide at the end, and have a smaller like a smaller insertion yep. area. So the width at the end um, is one and a half inches. No, it's got some curve to it. One point two five. Yeah, it is, has curve That's shape. Up and in. See, the one I saw was just like it looked like a little arrowhead. You know, oh it was really? That big, and it was maybe maybe about an inch and a half thick. So you know, like just just a little guy uh, squeezing in, in there. Maybe a thumb. It was like a thumb. That's a, oh, the small one was the size of a thumb. Yeah, yeah I think. I think you could probably 
you could do that maybe without I think lube, you, and you, you could probably you throw make some that. spit on there. And yeah, you can fit a thumb up. A All right, hole. fair. Thumb's fine. I was, <laughs> anything bigger than a thumb, though, I'm going to want some lube. <laughs> for the are record, are you going to go bigger than a thumb on the first time? For the record, Amazon is suggesting like frequently bought together lube is one of the things frequently bought together with oh, this yeah, enjoy thing. I would assume um, it's one and a half inches wide, three and a half inches long, and it's curved for Jeep spot or prostate <sighs> simulation. Inside of you, it does have a safety pull loop on the bottom, so where like if shit hits the fan, you just right out. (laughs) Have you ever shit's gonna hit the floor? Yeah, yeah. Um, Have you ever? uh, I think I'm more worried about taking it out than I am pointing it in. If I'm being honest, (laughs) I think you should be because once it gets in and gets settled, uh, the way in which the the plugs are shaped, your rectum is going to close around it. Yeah. 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 And and for visual sake on you, a lot of the butt plugs that it looks like I've seen, the the front, the part that goes in initially is rounded off, kind of like for entry. But yeah. the bottom of the plugs is more uh rough to keep it in. So it like it creates that flat surface to hold yeah. against your rectum. So to get that out, you gotta push pull through that um you push, push pull, pull. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta pull through that flat surface that it's it's edged to get it oh, out i just don't want to hear the sounds that my butt would make nope you don't want that sound you said like, it just pops right now yeah <laughs> um the other thing i was gonna oh talk about really quick is the by the way these on amazon it's only uh um uh, only 54 dollars, and i think this is like top quality uh uh, butt plugs like this is stainless steel like this is pretty nice um the number one review on amazon perfect items solid and smooth can be heated or cooled with just water i kept it in for two plus days damn and nothing wrong happened how did you poop for two plus days maybe they didn't <laughs> well obviously um exact it's exactly what i was looking for as i wanted to find <laughs> something that i could keep in me for long periods of time i might get another one as a gift <laughs> that's the ultimate compliment for a product if someone says i like this so much i'm gonna buy it for someone else that is an ultimate sign that they do enjoy the becky product. i know what you've been missing in your life you've been needing a butt plug in for 48 <laughs> hours because let me tell you it has changed everything for me this uh yeah this is open your mind the top critical review uh it's a three-star review and it's all it says is cleans up nice <laughs> that's all the review says i don't know why it's three stars uh, it just it just says that. Uh, <laughs> that makes me, that makes me so uncomfortable. Cleans up nice. Uh, one guy, three stars. One guy. I'm just going through quick reviews. This was a verified purchase review, um, and it says, uh, <laughs> "I love this, but I wish I had gone with dot dot dot." So then you're like, "Okay, what's the rest of the review say?" Because if you love this, what do you wish you would have gone with? So then I click on the review, and it says, "I love this, but I wish I'd gone with one with a larger size." <laughs> <laughs> haven't we all been there haven't we all been there though three and a half inches was not enough for me that is a walk in the park yeah i want to at least sweat a little bit you yeah. know what i'm saying there was let me, nothing let me at some point just be like am i giving birth oh no that's just <laughs> that's just did, a giant ball i have shoved up my rectum right did now. i just poop over everything oh no no i was just coming out you're what totally does fine it feel like after i want to know how like does it just feel like you're constantly shitting after you take this thing out of your butt because you just had an orb mm-hmm. in your butt for a day. I think. I think it How probably long? it just back together. You know what I'm saying? Like a, I, I just really want to make the sound effect right you're, away. You're, you're at, like yeah, you I take it, it out and just like 
Uh, well, like, like, take the big shits you've taken that are really big. We were talking about your your assholes are weird for a little while. And out, this is in. Okay, so again, I guess depends how long you keep it in there. What if you find that you enjoy having a butt or a butt plug in you, and you're like, I want to wear this for 24 hours now. I wanna I want to have a day in this. Like, what does it feel like after? If you've worn one for more than a few hours, please let us know what does it feel like afterwards. I think you're you're. Your body's resilient. <laughs> I think it's just going to go right back to that. So I'm saying. I think you're going to go back. I don't think it's going to damage anything long term. This guy said he wore it for two and a half days. I also think, too, when he said... But I he's kept, not going to go into an intimate... De- and do we know it was a man? No. <laughs> I was trying to look at the review. I can't tell. No. His, his, his username is Razor, so I have no idea. Uh, but I don't know. But I also think two and a half days, you have to assume, or at least I'm assuming, he takes it out and puts it back in when he goes to the bathroom. I think you have to assume that's happening, right? Because humans, you poop more than once every two and a half days that seems so gross to me to take something out poop and then poop put it right back in yeah that that it seems pretty filthy it also seems pretty filthy for something of yours to be like in that bacteria ridden area for that long yeah i've also heard a lot of gay men talk about how you need to take an enema before you do any sort of butt stuff really yeah so every time before they have sex they have to um because, I mean, gay men are either doing oral or they're having sex, and it's going to involve butt stuff. So every time they have sex, they do an enema. Yeah, you're talking about um, how, how's your butt going to react. I mean, like, if you're having gay sex a lot, that's got to change the shape of it. I mean, there's there's surgeries to get that stuff repaired. And probably make sticking that three and a half inches in there a little easier. <laughs> you wouldn't even notice that at this point. Real quick, because we're, we're already oh, past our time. The last two things on the list um, of best sex toys for men. Uh, it's, two, it's a two for one combo because it's the same thing. One vibrates and one doesn't. Um, uh, it's just a the classic vibrator. It was a huge turn on. She was having she was able to have a mild or orgasm mid intercourse. So basically, this is a sex toy bec- that's good for guys because it makes the girl get off um, better. Using a dildo or vibrator on your woman while you have sex with her is that the point of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done that. I see nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, I will say that it made it um, a little more intense for me. Uh, really? You can feel through them that vibration. Yeah. So, like, while you're having sex with them, you can feel more vibrating. It's just like, oh, God, this is a little much. <laughs> like, wow. It feels. You're going to pace it? Yeah. So, while uh, pace do yourself if you're going to be doing Do you ever that. do things do you, like when you're, when you see, when you feel yourself getting really close and you don't want to go yet? Do you try to take your mind a mind to a different place to slow no, that down? I, I take control and I say we're slowing down now. <laughs> you so you you, you yeah. physically slow down. You yeah. don't try and keep going and put your mind somewhere else because I mean your mind can control it if you can get your mind on something else. I'm worried else. about losing losing my erection if I take my mind somewhere else. Well, I mean, if you have that sleeve on, you got a constant <laughs> erection. <laughs> Fuck for hours. What if you're what if you're fucking her and you get you lose your erection? And you kind of back off for a minute, but she's so into it that it takes her like a good 30, 40 you know, minute to realize you're not even in it anymore. That would, I mean, how many times do you have to realize that you're not even needed at that point? Why are you even there? Story of my life. <laughs> Artist of the day song uh, is uh, Michael McQuaid. Song is called Vibe by a local artist called Michael McQuaid. Again, you can find his music anywhere. Awesome, cool dude. Check him out. Song called Vibe. Last segment of the show coming up after this. Same places that we used to go. We don't ride the same, ride the 
Back in the Daily BS, it's Mike McQuaid. Song is called Vape. Check out his bye, brother. Check out his music anytime you want to. Why are you checking out Michael McQuaid's music? You can just click on over to Daily BS on iTunes or SoundCloud and review us and rate us and follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Um, the Facebook and Instagram stuff is going to be getting a lot more use here in the next couple weeks because we're going to transform to using that platform instead. So hopefully, we can make that happen. Hackers. There's no transition. <laughs> stop. Dot, 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 dot. Yeah, just stop and then I just, I just say it. Yeah. What you got for me on hackers? God, yeah, I just, 
I don't understand why you just have to put me in the spot. Like, mm. why can't you give me a nice segue that goes with it? I don't know, man. The other day I was just scrolling around and happened to think that hackers would be a good subject to talk about. So right. I went and I found some stuff about hackers. And of course, as soon as I do this, I get something that pops up on my phone that blocks me from looking at the website that I was looking at. So now I have to pull it back up. But basically, when this you say hackers, just, you mean like people hacking into um, like private computers? Yeah. And yeah. I've always wondered, like, we don't really even think about them, but are they are people worth knowing? So I was going to go over a list of a few people who might be worth knowing. Uh, I will go with the one that probably everyone has heard of recently, especially, and that would be Anonymous. Do you remember hearing about Anonymous? I do. Anonymous is probably the most well-known hacker of all time, uh, basically because they've been doing it recently, but they really don't do anything. It's a, it's a whole group of people. So this one isn't necessarily one person, but this is a whole group of people. Uh, anyone can really act as anonymous, uh, but it's usually a certain core group of people that have done it. Debuted in 2003, they've been credited for attacking things like Amazon, PayPal, Sony. They've uh, gone after the Westboro Baptist Church, the Church of Scientology, and they've gone after parts of the dark web, governments of Australia, India, Syria, and United States. Today, they've only had two hacks since 2011. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is just kind of nuts. Did they just drop um, off? Yeah, I guess they just don't do it as much anymore uh, with, with these guys. But again, that that one is a group of people instead of a whole, like just one person. Wow. Well, can I ask you a thing about Anonymous? Um, how how can we not figure out who they are? Like, how, how do they stay anonymous? Are they that, that good to burn all traces yes. back to them and it just doesn't exactly. matter? Yeah. And it could be anyone because it's not like anyone in, partic in particular. Uh, to change that, we'll go with this guy, Kevin Mitnick. Kevin Mitnick is who the U.S. Department of Justice has called the most wanted computer criminal in U.S. history. Uh, he's had two movies based off of him. One of them was called Track Down. But basically what he did um, is he's hacked into the – reportedly he has hacked into the U.S. Pentagon before – and had access to nuke codes. <laughs> Holy so, crap. Technically, this man could have done at one point some pretty nefarious things. So this man could have ended the world. Yeah, he's uh, he went on a 2.5-year hacking spree that involved breaching the National Defense Warning System and stealing corporate secrets. Uh, he was convicted to a five-year prison sentence. After serving those years, he became a consultant and public speaker for computer security, and he now runs a security consulting company. It, that's very much like uh, the Catch Me If You Can guy who went to prison and then came back and worked for the government. Here's the thing. A lot of these guys are just like that. Really? A lot of the people in this, because a lot of them have where they now if it's just one people, yeah. one person, and a lot of them went into like helping protect other companies against what they were doing against what they were doing. Um, the idea that you were so smart that you could set off nuclear bombs. Mm -hmm. And I also don't believe in society. There is only one person that is smart enough to do one thing. Like he is not so unique that no one else could do that in the world. Yeah. And yeah. And there's, that's scary. There's other people here. Yeah. Yeah. Other, yeah. Yeah. Right. There's, uh, yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking at, the again, list. at the same time, once that does happen, we know to set up things for it. So it does make it harder and harder every single time. I'm not saying it can't be done, but you know, you do learn from those mistakes and you try and set it so people can't do it another time. Right. And I guess you have people like him probably helping you set that up the next time through as part of like some type of deal or something to where you, uh, 
um, like not a plea, but kind of in a way a plea to be like, hey, we're going to take this much time out. If you can show us how you did it and make it not possible to do that again. So you're right. So you take these most brilliant people and use them against the other brilliant people. Mm-hmm. God, you set the nuke off and we're all dead. Here's one that will scare you even more. Jonathan James. He was known as Comrade. Uh, he began hacking at a young age, managed to hack into several commercial and government networks, and was sent to prison, or uh, was going to be sent to prison, but he was a minor. Here's what he did while he was still a minor as well. He hacked into NASA's network, downloaded enough source code assets equaling $1.7 million to learn how the International Space Station worked. NASA had to shut down its network for three weeks while they investigated the breach, costing an additional $41,000. Kid was a kid when this shit happened. So um, I'm looking at the article that you're talking about, and his story ends, unfortunately. Yeah, he, uh, he did probably hack another group of people he claimed that he didn't was going to go to prison for a very long time and he killed himself so that's pretty fucked up that uh, also a, makes me think you probably did it yeah it, but yeah a and b it sucks because that's such a brilliant mind the world lost that mm-hmm. could have done like great things if you can channel that in the right way he could have been a consultant for someone else I mean, he could have done anything he wanted he literally hacked into nasa so literally, he could go into anyone and be like, "I did this." Anyone would take anyone that could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, how, I wonder how old he was because said he committed suicide in two thousand eight, um, but it doesn't say when he was born. So I wonder like how young he was when he died because I mean that's uh, that's a young kid and he was doing this all at such a young age. Yeah. Um, how do you like? How do you learn? You just that you just that good at? Uh, it's only going to get crazier. I mean, you got to think about it. My little brother's seventeen years younger than me. When my little brother was born, the internet was booming. Mm-hmm. He's been born with the internet. You and I didn't get it. Well, you didn't get it till you were 28 because you lived in the Amish country, but I got it in middle school. Like it started to, technology started to boom then. But for kids, they're born into this stuff. It's only, they're only going to get better with it. They're coding at six now. Like they're teaching coding. It's not, it's not something that you do if you're an exceptional student. They'll offer coding teaching classes to six-year-olds like it's no big deal. Jonathan James hacked the NASA and Pentagon at age 15. Shot himself in the head in the shower at age 24. Damn. Sad life, man. Yeah, Albert life. Gonzalez. Oh. Albert Gonzalez is famous because he collected over 170 million credit card and ATM card numbers. That's over half the country. Wow. 170 million. Then hijacked or hacked the databases of TJX companies and Heartland payment sections to steal all of their stored credit card numbers as well. Uh, if memory serves, he did nothing with this. Wow. I think they did just did it to prove that they could. He was I, sentenced to 20 years for prison. You, you, I've got to feel like some of these people do these just to prove that they can because if they really want to do it for money, they could just hack other things and make money. They could hack banks. They could do other so they're just doing this to do it. Hacking NASA, he was just doing it to do it, to show that he could. As he like wanted to learn what was going on at the space station, yeah. But it, was, so it wasn't for money. Yeah. It was like curiosity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Poulsen was doing it for money. Kevin Poulsen, known as Dark Dante, earned his 15 minutes of fame by utilizing an intricate knowledge of telephone systems. At one point, he hacked a radio station's phone lines and fixed himself a winning caller, earning him a brand new Porsche. Uh, It wasn't just a Porsche that he took. He took two cars in this time, won $50,000, and trips to a bunch of concerts. He ended up getting sentenced to 51 months in prison and a bill for $56,000 in restitution. 
Also, he tried to hack into the FBI, and that's well, what really yeah, what who got who him into who hasn't done into that trouble. <laughs> um, his story, though, ends one of the better ones, especially from the fact that the last one killed himself. But he turned around for the he's doing things for good, mm-hmm. uh, which he, is what you want. Yeah, when you have that type of brain skill set. You might have heard of him because he is, I think, the the head guy at Wired.com now. So if you've ever heard of Wired.com, it's a very big or uh, it's a very big tech website mm-hmm. he runs that and he's helped myspace find sex offenders man if you uh can google kevin polson he is exactly the nerd that you think that he is <laughs> you're such a jerk yeah i am <laughs> he is he is 100 and he is so filthy rich but he is could not look more like a nerd than he does um any more on this i mean these are all kind of crazy actually they're all ridiculous stories uh the craziest ones were the guy who was able to hack in and get new codes the kid being able to do stuff mm-hmm. at young ages like that those are just absolutely insane can i yeah absolutely 1000 percent insane the new code thing it scares more than anything else the nasa thing is kind of cool i guess you could have done some damage to earth from using that iss but still the new codes are that's mm-hmm. bizarre um someone just texted something i want to talk about it really quick um Nashville police searching for a red Chevy Trailblazer after man found decomposing at home. When you were driving in my house today, did you by chance see some um, riders you get off the interstate and turn on my road to 51st? There is a blocked off section. There were some tape and police cars. Mm-mm. All right. The last two days, it may not be it may not be there this morning, but the last two days um, there have there have been cops. Uh, and detectives swarming that area. They had it all marked off for a um, do not cross. is a crime scene. Um, and I got home last night at 2 in the morning. It was lit up. There were people taking pictures of everything. Clearly some shit had went down there. Hmm. Police say they're looking for the vehicle after it was taken from the home of a 30-year-old Daniel Shields who was found dead in a Delaware Avenue home, which is what we're talking about. Um, officers conducting a welfare check found the man's de- decomposing body inside a bloody apartment. Police have determined that he was seen alive, uh, last seen alive at 9.30 on July 4th. Um, Shields, who was employed at the bar, was reported missing as if after his employee. He did not see him for several days. The medical examiner is working to determine the exact cause of death. So that guy died there, and they're looking for the red, the red SUV, basically his car, to find out who, who murdered him and left and took his car in his house. Well, shit. Right down the street from us. A date, my roommate was telling me last night, he's like, hey, man, I think something bad's going on there. I was like, ah, oh, maybe, like, maybe it's like a drug overdose. Yeah, in our like last that. place, we had like three people get shot. In the oh, oh, it was a normal. Yeah, there wouldn't get shot at a gas station right down the street. That's kind of a normal thing living there in East Nashville. But over here on the west side, we're expecting better of this. Nah. And it's not quite happening that way. Um, You're going to get shot no matter where you go. The, the friend who texts me lives about 50, 100 feet from this building. Damn. Yeah. She's, she texted me and said, have you seen this? And I was like, is that the one across from us? She's like, yes. Like, you can see it right from our front place. We just walk by the front door and you're there. Oh, she's going to get haunted by a ghost now. Uh, that's the least. I think you have to assume you're going to get haunted by a ghost. Um, we've got 10 minutes left. Can we do a little What Are You Watching Wednesday? Do you yeah, have anything to talk I've got about? some stuff that cool. I've Cool. What do you got for me on What Are You Watching Wednesday? Why can't Wednesday? you go first? Because I'm not prepared, Zachary. Yeah, of course you're not. Right. Well, I will let you know one show that I've been watching. I've been, watching, I've been trying to watch a few things here, but one that has been really cool lately, Netflix does a show called Explained. I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. watched this, but they just take... I actually had this idea years ago, and I'm glad someone's doing it, but they just take mundane things, and they try and explain it. So, like, literally before I came in here today, I watched one on the exclamation point. They just talk about the origin of the exclamation point, like mm-hmm. why it exists, what it 
it meant to be, different variations that we've seen through time and what it's kind of transcended today, why it's been used in advertising, like just everything you can about some silly thing like that. They did one on uh, uh, eSports, which we talked about, which I thought was cool, but they went into big detail and they're super short. They're like under 15 minutes. So yeah. it's just a quick little quirk. They do one a week. Uh, so it's a reoccurring, like you have new episodes every week. And this is on Netflix, right? On Netflix. So it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, I definitely think it's worth checking out. And there's some really cool stuff. Uh, they did one on K-pop. So like anything, just random stuff yeah. that you'll now be learning. And about. these are all professionally done. These aren't user-based. These yeah, are professionally yeah. done. Well, the last one I just watched was actually Nick Kroll, who did the narration yeah. for it. So That's it, a pretty big name. They get they get people. <laughs> um, the only thing I can think of right now that I'm watching that's new, and I, I apologize if you mentioned this a long time ago, man, but I uh, am watching the second season of a show called Glow. Oh, I haven't watched second season yet. Yeah. I have watched the first season. Okay. Have uh, you watched the documentary that talked about it as well? No. Is it on Netflix? Yeah. It came out in like 2012. So quite a few years ago, they mm-hmm. did a documentary on Glow and then obviously they did the show. Too. Um, this is a documentary um, called Glow. Like it's literally, yeah. and that's, that, that's what it, that's what it was really called, called back in the day. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know if that was for the show or if that was originally called Glow in back in the day, back in, that is the actual name. I have one complaint about Glow and only one complaint, and that is I feel like it makes Allison Brie look uglier than she is. <laughs> and I just, I love her so much, and I don't want to see her be a downtrodden piece of shit person. And her, like, her eyes are just dark in it. She seems very thin in it. And then she, they just... There are a couple scenes. I'm about halfway through season two, and there are a couple scenes where I've had that exact same thought. Where they'll yeah. show her in like her little bikini, not her bikini, but her her, her costume, and it'd be in different angles, things like that, and they're they're certainly not flattering angles. Yeah. Which props to her for not caring and doing it anyways. Um, but the the idea that she is that attractive is not accurate. She is beautiful. She's I mean, if we're if we're take it back to something way back in the old right. olden days of the show, I mean, she started the Franco family board. Yeah. Herself, you didn't believe that a woman Jen, that, that hot Dave could get her. That hot could be gotten by Dave Franco. And because she is beautiful and she seems awesome um and in the tv in the show she seems a little uh just kind of like downtrodden it gets run over yeah. a lot and, and it, i get it, like that's her character yeah. and, I'm, and i'm fine with that i just hate that she's not the beautiful woman i'm used to <laughs> she's not gorgeous yeah um the exact opposite of most shows where she's like the hot girl and the thing or the tv show and what's a community where she's yeah, like oh, the yeah. stereotypical attractive girl also real quick on glow and i point out i love absolutely love Mark Maron. Yeah, Mark Maron is so good. Mark Maron's the reason why I can never be famous because he already does exactly what I want to do. He's, he's, <laughs> uh, I mean, he's amazing. Yeah. Like, excuse me. I think he basically makes the show, especially the first season, it makes the show good with his demeanor. Like you just, it just, the whole concept's a good idea, but then you add him on top of it and you're like, dude, you're the perfect mix of this. Um, does he act in anything else, really? Uh, he's probably most famous for his podcast, but yeah. he also did a television show on IFC, I believe is the channel. Oh. And uh, it's basically just him being, it's basically just his podcast, essentially. It's, 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 is the way he is during his uh, during Glow, is that kind of similar to how he's in his podcast? Mark Maron is a very big cynic, yes. I so, mean, I think his character in Glow is an exaggerated right. version of himself, but he is, for the most part, like, he, he complains about everything. So, the... Um, the basically they're asking him to add on more yeah. to what he's already doing. Be a bigger um, dick than you be a bigger are, dick yeah. than you are. So he's kind of type, almost maybe a little typecast in that role because he's so good at it. 
I mean, not that it's a bad thing. He's making a great living at it. It's good for him. Uh, he was in one other Netflix show. One show you and I talked about once where they did like each show was a different story of people. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what it's called. Um, but he was in one of those as a washed up actor um, on, one of, on one of those shows. Well, you know what show I'm talking about? They tell different stories. Do you remember, remember seeing that? Like each show was a different idea. Dave, Dave Franco was actually in one of the episodes where he. You are talking about the Netflix show about relationships. Yep. It, I don't remember. What exactly. It's not but, love, but it was another one just like Just like that. Yeah. He's uh he is um he's in that though in one of those random yeah. little things. And he's and, and he's the exact same guy. He's literally the uh cynic, sarcastic, funny which I, I think I love. I think some people may may get annoyed by it, but like me, I personally love him being that guy. Um what are you watching Wednesday is done? I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Rapid fire. <laughs> Glow and explain. Both on Netflix. We I mean, I'm telling you, we're gonna slowly become a Netflix review show. You don't want it to happen, but just, I think it's just I think it's for awesome. Five minutes on Wednesdays. <laughs> and and we did we reviewed that one show and it went really, and really I got great. A, I got a broken fire stick now, so I can watch whatever I want. Some girl the other day on Bumble said one of my one of my um deal breakers or whatever is if a guy pays for premium channels. And I was like, that's bizarre. Have you seen Game of Thrones? Yes, I pay for HBO. Uh, and she's like, why would you do that when you could just get a jailbroken fire stick? And I'm like, so basically your cutoff, your disqualification for guys is that he's not stealing. He's responsible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That I, that, and I'm not, not, I'm not saying you don't have the money, but saying someone has the money to pay for this and chooses to do it yeah. that way is a, is a fault in your eyes. Well, hey, I mean. What's her number? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it to you because this is going I used nowhere. To steal shit all the time. I mean, I don't anymore as much, but until I got this fire stick, but no. I, I think, and uh, I still have my Netflix. So right, right. Uh, I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing you steal anything. I just think like if, if that's what you're doing, that's totally fine. But for that to be your uh, oh yeah, that's a silly reason. <laughs> yeah, for you to be like, no, I can't handle this. Um, about uh, four minutes left here. Uh, do you want to do some rapid fire? Yeah, uh, I want to know, so since I have this gigantic thing on me for at least mm-hmm. one more day, have you ever tripped and fallen in front of anyone and, and really embarrassed yourself? Uh, I've broken my arm playing a basketball game, uh, but I don't think it was embarrassing. That doesn't sound embarrassing. No, it was more. That sounds like I was playing sports. <laughs> graphic. Way, way to break. Yeah, I've never heard. No, no. Then again, that was probably also the last time you played sports. Not so. good. Ow. Just, you know what? I said one thing, and you're like, I'm just going to bring him down. He's being very awful to me, and so I'm just going to do it. Um, it I was a little easy. I'm the, sorry. The Netflix show was called Easy, by the way. Um, Easy. Yeah, yeah, I just had to go with that. I would not have been able to move on in my night until I got there. Uh, no, thankfully, I've definitely done stupid things, but thankfully, I never hurt myself doing silly things. But I have broke many bones. I know you said that you that was your first bone you broke, right? Potentially, yeah. If it, if it is broken, what a, what a like lucky thing for that to be the very first thing. And you're 30, yeah. And it may not even be broken. You're no, still batting 100 percent possible. It probably is. <laughs> it probably something, will. Something probably is because it's so, been almost two weeks and it still it's hurts. not good. It's not good. <laughs> so. And we'll know by tomorrow. Though, so your things yeah. are going to get back out. Um, what is one thing that people wear that annoys you fashion wise? Annoys me mm-hmm. when I see it, I just get a little bit on the agitated side. Yeah. And kind of for no reason, you know what I'm saying? It just, it just irks you and it doesn't need to irk you, but you let it irk you. The first thing that came to my thought was male rompers, but that doesn't seem fair. <laughs> Okay, why not? Um, Better question. Why does that not seem fair to make that a male rompers? Because, like, 
I just think it's a little silly personally, but that doesn't seem, I, I want it really just clothes that don't fit you. That's really it. If you're a person who's wearing something that doesn't fit you properly, that just gets under my skin. You're a big person that wears too something too small or a small person that wears something too big. What about the old Jinko like just, jeans? Remember yeah, the back in like the day? That's, yeah. Well, I wanted a pair of those back in the day too, <laughs> but as an adult well, in today's a- world, I'm just like, Hey, wear something that fits. And I get like, if it, if you can pull off the oversized look, sure, that's fine. Yeah. But there's just a lot of people that walk around looking like damn fools. You know what I mean? I fully agree with you. Um, Big people wearing small stuff really does bother me. Like right? fat people? Yeah. Why, like, why does that bother you? Well, like just you, because it, it's eking. Like when you're wearing shorts that are too small and it literally looks like you're an hourglass in each leg. Like you mm-hmm. shouldn't do that to yourself. You can see the outline of just, your junk. Just wear clothes that fit. That's fair. I agree with you. What do you, uh, what you got? I got another one if you want me to go. What's the biggest fashion faux pas you've ever made? You ever walk out and have someone just make fun of you because you wore like stripes with uh probably not just one time. I had a bowl cut at once, so that probably wasn't <laughs> oh a good my sign. God. <laughs> In your twenties? <laughs> no, no. Uh I had a I was going through doing a writing a 90s trivia and I was looking at 90s fads or themes, and one of them was a bowl cut. And I was like, oh crap. I had a bowl cut for at least a long time. And the worst thing I did about the bowl cut was that for about three or four months, I was a kid, I didn't realize that you needed to wire like I was just washing the top bowl of my hair. I wasn't washing the downsides of it. I was just washing the top part. And one day my mom was like, why does your hair smell awful? And I was like, well, I don't know. I'm washing it like normal. You, you got to wash your whole head, not just the top part where there's hair. Because you know how a bowl cut works, right? Yeah, I just put it on top. Um, what are your top three lady heroes? Top three lady heroes. Lady heroes. That is a really tough one to do right off the top of my head. That's why I asked it. But I'll throw Ruth Gator Ginsburg on that. Because I just saw a documentary on her, and she's a badass. Um, I'm gonna put because we just talked about her, Allison Brie on that list. <laughs> yeah, you're very, you're very uh, just of her beauty. Oh, she she deserves yeah. it. <laughs> so <laughs> because of her beauty, she's your lady hero. Yeah. That was the most set thing you've ever said in your yeah, entire that life. That was pretty awful of me. Um, God damn, man, that's frustrating. I figured it'd be, be a good question for you. I'll be cheesy and I'll say my mom at one point in my life. Oh wow, that was such a nice compliment, and then a dagger well, at the end. Listen, like she just she used to do. It's not like she, I don't appreciate what she does with her life now. It's just she doesn't do the same thing. She used to work in social care. Uh, there's a I have a friend right now who works with disabled kids in social services, and I'm like, shit, you're a fucking incredible human being. Like how how do you do all of this? Yep to deal with what they got to deal with. And I, just, I just, and I just drive people around and get them drunk. I wish you just would not have said at some point after that, cause that would have been a great clip to send to your mom and be like, he said, he's one of your, you're one of his heroes. And then I've told her that shit before. And then you said at some point, which means not anymore. That day is past. Love you. <laughs> this is the daily BS. We'll be back. Um, what is it? Monday yeah. at one o'clock, perhaps with video, perhaps not. Hopefully with video, we'll see. But Monday, one o'clock, we will see you then.
Be 